With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Report to the chat room. 
beat it early and beat the caravan. People storm in the gate to get a plate. Them lines packed like the happy land. Either open up with the latest cuts or them rat tools. The bump out the latest trucks from 9 to 11. We do it in the dark like we used to do it in the park for the most part. From the very second that the show starts, you witness and compose all, think Mozart, huh? The love received so far has been so hard. There's a few dudes to run, but they would do as they sharp. Man, they so soft. Don't be thrown off any law. Avoid them at all costs, like raccoons or skunks. But back to the regular scheduled program. The program is sponsored by Seven Heaven. What else in hell can you get an open line to heaven at 11-11? Emerge at the other end of those meditation portals and elevated walk tools. Even some abort tools. Any questions, comments, or concerns? Press one. To everyone else, thanks for attending another session. I'm pleased to teach, but it's an honor to learn. Certainly, courtesy of KTL University. Oh, please don't be frightened. I'm terribly sorry about this. You are. Peace, peace, peace to you and yours. Peace to you and yours. Welcome to Know The Less Radio. You are now rocking with the best. Yes, this is your host for the evening, Brother Red Pill. Soon to be joined by my co-host, Brother Blue Pill. All right. Make yourselves comfortable, family. Still right on into the seat. All right. You are definitely in the building on this Eve, this Halloween for a very, very powerful episode. Our brother KT, the Arch Degree, is back in the building with a special one, with one. So uh, definitely uh, make yourselves com- comfortable. <clears throat> and we are going to get into this program tonight. All right. I am opening up the chat room as I speak. So that is now open for anybody that wants to join us. Uh, via the uh, internet on the chat room. Check us out. Everybody else that are calling in, 347-637-2135, do me a favor. Share that. Share the, uh, you know, share the fact that you're on the uh, show tonight with the uh, other constituents out there in the social media network. Let them know that you rock and know the ledge and we broadcast live and direct. All right. So they could either log on or call in. Okay. Wishing everybody uh, a safe hallowed eve. You know what I mean? You know how it used to be back in the days. Used to be kind of wild out there. So I don't know. Wherever you at, that's not ready. You know, make sure if you're taking the little ones out to uh, do their thing that, uh, you know, you're safe. And, and, and also candy and other things that you may be getting, whatever treats you pick up. Make sure that those things are safe as well. You know what I mean? It's, inspect them. You know, go do your inspections. But uh, we got a lot to talk about. You know what I mean? Uh, a lot of things have been going on. Uh, they're good, you know, very good. Uh, today we revisited. Hold on. We revisited our uh, constituents at the United Nations. 
All right, today was World City Day, and we got invited to participate in a roundtable with dignitaries from around the uh, the world. All right, uh, and we were able to sit in and listen to the uh, to a very interesting meeting. I must say, you know, that was definitely very interesting. Uh, the things that were being said, the uh, the um, initiatives that were being pitched, you know, very interesting. You know what I'm saying? I even got a chance to address this similarly myself. Had some uh, very interesting things to say to those people at the uh, United Nations. So uh, we'll get into that when Blue gets on the line. We also had a very uh, interesting day yesterday. Shout out to uh, our brother Lloyd Strayhorn. We saw him down at the Jacob Javits Center. They had the New York Business Expo. We also were privy to uh, the attendees at that event and um, heard some very interesting things, uh, information being disseminated as that, at that uh, gathering as well. So I guess my summation would be this week, or primarily this whole season, ever since the uh, Scorpio season has ushered in, like I said on last week's show, it's just been very interesting. Um, you know, the very uh, opportunities have been presenting themselves in um, in a more in a, in a more than normal way. You know, so just paying attention to that, uh, cataloging that. You know, just sharing with the family. You know, anybody was you know, concerned or anything or wanted to hear about some of the progress that's being made, you know, there there are good things that are happening, you know. Ever so often we're attracted to doom and gloom and other things, you know. That's almost like a form of entertainment for black people these days, but we're gonna come to you with some kind of uh uplifting, enlightening uh situations. Challenge that that theory of us just being about doom and gloom, you know, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna speak to the opportunities that await us as a collective, not just red and blue, just because we're not getting into these buildings and making these impacts by ourselves. Like we're not just waking up and walking into places on our lonesome. This is a collaborative effort, you know, when people work together. You know, we uh we can make breakthroughs. Um, I'm I'm really certain of that. You know what I'm saying? I'm definitely certain of that at this at this point in the game that um the collective is going to benefit off of bringing our network together. And whenever we see opportunity arise or arise to reach out to those brothers and sisters that we deem uh, fit to operate in these venues that we may be privy to be in. You know what I'm saying? Because some of us are in corporate, some of us are in the industry, some of us are in multiple industries, whether it's entertainment, whether it's uh, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, you name it. Um, we're in different industries. Some people are in Hollywood. Some people are in the hip-hop industry. Some people are in the rock and roll. Like, whatever it is, 
we all, you know, are students of this information. But at the end of the day, we all belong to this network, but we all exist in multiple different sectors and different networks. Now, the key, to my humble opinion, I'm not, this is not like there wasn't a book written about this. This is just me, you know, sharing my thoughts. That the key is collaboration, cooperation, you know, um, bringing other people into these um, networks that you belong to, your industries, it may be, whatever have you, um, being able to identify the teachers or even the students inside of the network that fit what it is that you're doing or you, whatever, whatever your projects are or whatever it is that somebody inside of your industry or network may be doing because sometimes it's not necessarily about what you may be doing personally, but if you have the um, the leeway to open up some doors, I highly encourage you to. Brother Blue, give me a minute. Uh, as you know, this computer always picks the time to act up, and that will be this time. So we're just trying to get into the studio. One more thing. Also, KT, the arts degree, if you're on the line, give me one second. Um, I'm going to quickly get into the events that are taking place in New York City this weekend. Saturday, Nicholas, Brooklyn, Jerry Miller, live and direct, be there, be square. All right, our brother Jerry Miller returns, King Simon Productions. Today, I believe doors may be opening at 2 p.m. Uh, I'll get you the definitive uh, time. But um, that will be tomorrow uh, for the New York Tri-State family. Please check the brother out. Then also at the same time tomorrow, we have an event in the National Black Theater. Hold on a minute. All right. Yes, yes, indeed. So, um, National Black Theater, National Black Theater tomorrow, at the same time, I believe, there's going to be uh, an annual event that takes place. It is, I, I'm going to get the title for you. It involves the uh, African community, the African and Pan-African community, Asada, you know, stuff like that. Um, I'm not 100% sure about the time. I'm, I'm going to just get the uh, the whole information. I'm just sharing something. But I don't have it in front of me. But that's for tomorrow for the family that's in Harlem. Uh, so you may, <clears throat> you may want to drop in there, show your support. We'll be there vending as well. Kings County uh, will be in the building. So uh, check us out. Just excuse me, family. I, I know I sound like I'm in a thousand places, but I got two computers in front of me trying to open it up the studio. I got a mirror. He's hungry. All right, here we go. Studio is open. Okay, here we go. Yes, so that's taking place. Mañana, tomorrow. Um, what's going on Sunday? Sunday, we're going to be doing something with our sister, uh, our sister, 
and that will involve a teleconference. I'll get you all of that information as well in a few minutes. And that will be Red and Blue and our sister A. Genesis as well out of Atlantis. She's going to be participating in a teleconference dealing with health and wealth. And um, we look forward to that as well. All right. Yeah. I'll just wait for Blue to come on. I want to share some stuff that uh, we were dealing with at the uh, at both conferences, the one yesterday and also the one today at the United Nations. Some of the um, bullet points that they were touching on, uh, I feel like um, it's very important. It uh, showed me, um, you know, it showed me with the dialogue of certain um, organizations, NGOs, you know, and certain groups are having. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. All right. Let's see. Yeah, and the conversation conversation was uh, focused around uh, multiple topics, like renewable energy and some other things. All right, we're going to do this. Give me one minute, all right? We're going to go to a song real quick, and then we'll be right back. Okay. It's time to get some music. All right. Hold on. We got Brother Blue right here. Let Blue say a few things, and then I'll get right back. Peace to the family. Peace to you and yours. Welcome to Know the Ledge Radio. Oh, man. It's been one of those days, family. It's amazing, transformative. Last two or three days since we spoke less, so much has happened. I mean, since we spoke last, should I say, so much more has happened. I want to give a shout-out to my brother, Red Pill. This brother got a chance to address the Global Committee today in the United Nations, and, you know, he, he, he did a very good job, you know what I'm saying, addressing that world body that was very impressed. You know, um, I think I like I think I like trying on his diplomat hat. You know what I'm saying? I know that uh, I'm probably not fully qualified yet, but we're definitely on our way. This is uh, a global conversation that's taking place in regards to where we all need to be as a people. You know, our um, issues are not localized, you know. Our issues are definitely something that have a, a broader scope. And um, I can't wait for the opportunity to, you know, expand the invite. You can bring the family in so they can actually sit on some of these committees and, and go to some of these experiences with us so they can see some of these things for themselves and meet the rest of the global community, the global delegates and diplomats, you know, who all have a um they have an interest, not necessarily in your plight, but your culture. They wanna know more about you. You know what I'm saying? They wanna actually come to Harlem and visit these places. Shout out to the 
Harlem Chamber of Commerce, you know, those brothers have also opened the door and allowed us to come in. They they welcome us in and there with open arms. Um, I just filmed an event with them as well. Uh, they invited us out to the uh, New York Marathon this Sunday, Don Passes through Harlem. You know, they delegated a deal with the uh, New York Marathon, so they got all sorts of treats and incentives and what have you. So, again, we'll be there. We're representing the family when we're there. These are not, uh, you know, sole endeavors that we're setting on as individuals, but we let them know that we represent uh, people. You know, we represent a movement. We represent an entire confederation of like minds, and these elders are very much interested and hearing more about that, you know what I'm saying, and getting more of this information, getting familiar with the demographic that they continuously, everybody says that they have no idea existed. You know, that's what, that's the that's the going conversation around town. Everyone is like, yo, we had no idea. We had no idea. So we just making our case, making it be known. Let me do this right now. Let me go to the phones and open up the lines. We have a special guest that is going to join us in the building before we commence tonight's program. So with no further ado, I and this this is another treat that we have put together for the family. You know what I'm saying? A, a monumental treat. You're just in time, all right, to hear some profound news right here on KTL Radio. So with no further ado, I want to go to the line and open up Caller from the 404 Ace. Peace, peace, peace to the gods. Peace to the goddesses. Give thanks and praise. This yeah, is indeed yeah. Queen Neat, Hot Shepsuit Ma'at, formerly known as Sister Alicia Kyer, and I am so excited about being yes. with my Know the Lead family again. Thank you so much Let for having know. me on. Oh, Absolutely, you showing up right in time because, um, you know, what you're about to offer, what you're about to open up and share with the family is right in line with what we're experiencing, you know, in our life in real time, and that is, you know, the global experience, the global expanse, you know, and the sister is actually going to come forth and offer the family opportunity as a unit to travel these seas and, and you know, have a global experience on these high seas, you know what I'm saying, next year. So I want you to uh, take the floor and, and do what you do so well. Absolutely, absolutely. Pills, I love you all. I think you all are amazing. I will never, ever forget um, Labor Day last year. when we Well, no, Labor Day 2012 when we were together and we did – the Know the Ledge radio cruise to the pyramid. It was unbelievable. Forty of us together, and it was absolutely off the charts. Well, we now have, for those who missed that one and for those who already went, 1,000 women and warriors in white. 1,000 women and warriors in white cruise with red and blue pill. This will be their 40th birthday so they will be having a 40th birthday party on the ship that will be off the charts. 
queen of four, yes, 45 years invested in serving our community. Many, she has to her credit, 26 babies of women who were told by their doctors that they were barren. There are 26 babies that are walking this earth because of Queen of Food and because of her ministry. And we have Dr. Gabriel Hernandez L. Many of you all have met this wonderful sheik, and he is amazing. He is a vegan chef. He will be a master vegan chef and an instructor. He will be um, our chef while we're on the ship. He's also going to be teaching about the Moorish um, origins of the Spanish language since we're going to be going to a Spanish-speaking country. Red Pill and Blue Pill are going to be teaching on the um, Olmec exploration and educating us very, very deeply. So when we get ready to climb those pyramids, we go in there with a further assurance with our melanin activated and the foods that are actually right. going to be served on there actually activate your melanin. So we're going to be going to Jamaica doing it, the ritual while we're there. We're going to go to Haiti, ocean ancestor ritual. We're going to be Shop going to Grand Canyon, yeah. prosperity, prosperity ritual with red and blue peel, and again to Cozumel, Mexico, starting and ending in Port, in, uh, Port Canaveral, Florida, which is the Orlando area. That's going to be November 8th through the 15th, 2015. The deposit for Know the Ledge Radio family is only $25 per person. $25 per person will get you on the ship. $25. So give us a text. Give us a call. We're available. We have operators to serve you now 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 404 401-7448. That number is 404-401-7448. Give us a call. Give us your email address. We will get the flyer out to you. Only for Know the Ledge Radio uh, family members has the date been extended. So you only can go until November 21st. Get that deposit into us, and you only pay $25. The rest of the community only has until the 5th. Know the Ledge Radio family has until the 21st. Don't wait. We do have a roommate match program. Everything on the cruise is based on double occupancy. So two people in a room, it can be two separate beds or a queen, whichever you want. But if you do not have a roommate, we actually have a roommate match program. You and the person talk to somebody from the conscious community. We actually do a reading. And if you all say that it's good, then neither of you are paying double. You're only going to pay the regular price, 404-401-7448, 404-401-7448. You'll have a healing experience with Queen of Four, a 40th birthday party with Red and Blue Pill, Prosperity ritual yeah. with red and blue pill. They'll be teaching. It is going to be a bananas. Again, this is Queen Neek Hatshepsut Ma'at, formerly known to you as Red and Blue's travel agent, Sister Alicia. And again, my number is 404 401 7448. Oh, yes, indeed. You know, they got some 44s up in there. So. Indeed. You already know, family, this is going to be 
ain't got shit. You understand me? It's definitely going to be off the charts. And, um, you know, like, the way that things are progressing by this time next year, in terms of the, the, the information and the contacts and, and the way that we're going to be able to bring just additional things to this trip, you know, in regards to making relationships with the Mexican government and just really making it a cultural experience. It's just it's, it's, it's just legendary. It's just going to be one for the record books, you know. And we're going to be able to do it with the wellness warriors, with Queen of Fools. She's a legend. Understand me? And, of course, you know, Our sister, formerly known as Elisa, you know, who definitely I can't even speak on her hosting abilities for the last cruise. You definitely need to reach out to somebody who made that trip. You know, we are going to be bringing some of those participants on the show so we can do an update just so people can tell you about the amazing experiences that they had so you don't hear it from us alone. Um, very uh, spiritual, you know, higher frequency experience that they had, you know what I'm saying? Um, just off the charts, you know what I'm saying? Like, things that just can't be explained. You you just have to experience it, but we'll do our best to try to relay some of these experiences to you, to lend some support to what we experience. But it's definitely something that, you know, we would uh, recommend that you take part in and experience yourself that amazing, you know? And um, my brother Gabriel, he's been on, yeah, brother Gabriel has been on this program. You're familiar with brother Gabriel? If not, go into the archive, Google brother Gabriel. The brother has been here with tonight's guest, KT the Art Degree, on several occasions doing that metaphysical, medical, scientific breakdown, you know what I'm saying? And this brother, not only is a royal food chef, but he also is a Tachi master, and he's a more scientist. You understand? So you stand to benefit from a level of information and edutainment, you know what I'm saying, and possibly some entertainment that is just, you know, I can't put words to it. You're going to have to experience it, you know, uh, be the, you know, sounding the bell with blowing the trumpet. And you'll be hearing a lot about this leading us to next time this year till we finally on them seas. Also, bringing the ocean some healing. We're going to be doing mm-hmm. high-level ceremonies on that sea to bring, we're going right into it to bring in some healing, some necessary healing. So, you know, you ask for it, family, here it is. Participate. We're going to be rolling out um, all of the particulars on our networks. Like she said, it's $25 to get down. That's not even a a, a a week metro pass, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Twenty five dollars only to get you around New York City for the for the week. You know, real talk, real spit. So <clears throat> I want to definitely say thank you. Um, like I said, this is just raising the bar of an amazing experience that today has been. It just continues to go up. Uh, I am, you know, highly honored for us to also like I said, we're going to be bringing in our fortieth. 
you know, on a high seas, family. We want yeah, we, we yeah. want babies. We want size. You know what I'm saying? So we uh, you know, we 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 gonna be in the building like like really doing it like some high scientists, some architects, man, some 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 true alchemists. We want y'all to be there, and you're all white. You know what I'm saying? As as we bring renewal, not only to our own lives, but also to this planet, bring healing to this planet. <clears throat> all right? So, um, like I said, we're going to be running those commercials continuously. You'll be reminded of it. We're definitely going to be having uh, Queen of Food on the program very shortly as well. Yes, as yes. we'll, we'll be bringing uh, our sister, you know, I'm so accustomed to calling you Alicia. It's, Kind of and you're fine, Queen Neat. You can call me Queen Neat. You can still call me Alicia. I'm always your sister forever. Okay. All right. You know, it took me a while to get um, how about You know what I mean? <laughs> that. No disrespect. Shout out to my brother Booker T. You understand me? You know what I'm saying? Um. Right, right. Um, I yeah, I don't mean no disrespect. Right. I'm just saying, yeah, you know. Right, I got you. You can call me. Yes. All but, is well. All is well. Yes, we have waited long enough. I definitely want to dive directly into tonight's highly anticipated program. We are finally here. Okay. So I ask that you stay on the line, of course. I want you to get some of this information because we got to get this brother on the cruise as well so he can do this Hollywood decoded on the high speeds and cause some waves. You feel me? I'm telling you. You know, that'd probably be, you know, because this brother's going to talk about a, a three-year lecture circuit that we go on, so this will probably be the 2018 mm. cruise. You feel me? Big things are going Yes, indeed. All right. I'm with it. So... With no further ado, I want to present to you, first and foremost, let me read the description. All right. Hollywood Decoded presents All Roads Lead to Wakanda. Hmm. Close your eyes except for one and envision a world, a world of beautiful people of melanin hue building together, growing with one another. Back strong with chins up, reaching and grasping the stars, a promising future secured by a powerful connection with the ancestors and the inherent knowledge and wisdom on how to channel that force to fuel the society as a whole. Commerce, technology, education, defense, health, agriculture, and community at a level only our forefathers have dreamt in the underworld. Right. Shout out to my trick-or-treaters. Now in our current state, imagine a vehicle in the form of a silver screen. As the moon is the energy of dreams or a portal of sorts offering an opportunity to transcend time and space to a dimension that is one with your vision. Many years ago, a path was paved in a form of hidden meanings and symbols underlining film. Underlying film, the projector projects coherent light and sound. Through the process of this voyage, a powerful connection with our ancestors were made, for they were encoded in plagiarized scripture of our mythos. It has come. 
It has come to pass the moment where fact and fiction has reached singularity in the form of the black hole and interstellar and the manifestation of epitomac in the form of the Black Panther. By way of DC and the Marvel comic universe, one thing is now for certain. No matter what path you choose, if you're true, all roads lead to Wakanda. So please join KT the Arc Degree and Know the Ledge Radio as we announce the Hollywood Decoded Tour. All roads lead to Wakanda. We will never go over the synchronistic serendipitous tale. Oh, we will go over the synchronistic serendipitous tale of Hollywood Decoded thus far and what is in store for the future and beyond. So with no further ado, call us from the 404-492. Peace. Peace, peace to the red and blue. Yes. What's the deal, oh, man? How y'all doing? All is well. I already know where you're about tonight? to go. I just have a, 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 a slight idea. So, you know, I got to let this thing off. All right, come on. Hey, man, I appreciate it. I'm just, you know, I'm going to come through and do a little something-something. I'm I'm trying to catch up to y'all two, man, being down at the U.N. and everything, you know? <laughs> Yo, man, your, Big your, business, your, your baby. Brother, you know, your mother would definitely be proud, you know, her, her baby boy, man, who used to be a headache, you know? No, hey man, homeboy got up but, on that mic and laid it down, son. I, I'm so proud of y'all, man. No, to say no, that y'all are my brothers, boy. No, no. I mean, you know, Brother, you could talk the, about the it or you could be about it. And, and they tracks, you know what I'm saying? Like, just dumbfounded. Like, wait, they got people that listen to hip hop to talk like this, that, that think on these levels, that can engage a conversation. Man, I disagree. Think like on they, these levels. Not just think on these levels. Think on the level. Yeah, we got, got a lot answers. of work to do. We got a lot of work to do around this planet. You know what I'm saying? Because, um, you know, the the doubt level is high, and I don't think the man should spend his life pretty much trying to, you know, extinguish, distinguish. Should I say? you know, the fire of other people's doubts. But if you got it, you got it. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, um, you know, as the old saying goes, you know what I'm saying? If you got the light, why not let it shine? You know, why keep it to let yourself? It you know what I'm saying? Because my thing is this. Like, people wait for this day out of the entire year to pretend to be somebody that they not. But if you're true to who you are, why not be that every single day of your life and let that be known? You feel me? And it really That's grabbed it. me today when I saw that. Like, these people are Christian. I'm like, you know, the white man is not only the devil today. He has a lot of company. You feel me? How oh, are you yeah. going to put them horns on? So if one day out the year you dress up as the devil, does that dismiss the other days out the year that you dress down as God? You know what I'm saying? It is. You know what I'm saying? Like, the Christian level of this shit is crazy, not just I'm like, any you're a Christian dressing up as the devil? Yeah, man. And you got your babies in it? This is Dio Del Morto, baby. If you, if this you is know, the only day you dress up on the, as a, as the devil, then hey. And, and yeah. What are you saying? And my thing is, yeah, I, I understand. 
the concept of the day of the dead and the ancestors crossing over and what have you, but that ain't in the Bible. So I'm just talking about the overall conversations that take place in society, especially on the regions of the planet like that you dwell in. You know, that's the Bible belt and, and everything is, you know, when you go out of bounds oh, and do anything it's else, real people, thing. It's it's real yeah, thing, they, man. They, they want to create bounds and borders for you and tell you you can only go but so far over here because of this and this is not in the book and that's not in the book. And people be you know, it's a raging debate in New York about religion and everybody wanna know what you think and how you feel and But guess what? All all that is well and good, and all that is fine, and I love them all for all of that, because out of 8 billion, 144,000 is still a small percentile if we want to talk religion. So there's going to be a lot of people talking about a whole lot of stuff that has nothing to do with what the main talk is supposed to be about, like Red Pill on that mic. (laughs) That boy was on that mic today, son. Like, yo, let me tell you something. <laughs> hey, man. Yes, yes. Y'all too, man. For real, man. Like I said, you can talk about it and you could be about it. And um, if you see the steady progression and development over the years, um, you know, the moves that has been made has been legendary, you know, and it's just the beginning. That's what makes it so, so amazing. You know, so I just want to take my hat off to two of y'all for um for for raising the bar, raising the bar. Like who's gonna oh. who who's gonna debate red and blue now? Like for real. <laughs> uh, don't panic, man, I, I appreciate it. Don't panic. We just getting started, brother. Don't panic. You know, yeah, that, and right. that's 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 the bug part about it. Is this? You know, we just getting started. You know, like I said, by this time next, when all roads lead to Wakanda by way of that cruise, because don't think this program won't complement the announcement that we made earlier. Everything that we do comes full circle. So this information that we're talking about directly ties into the cruise. Oh, of course it does, because that's that's who the Black Black Panther is. T'Challa is a diplomat. He he goes around the world um from from state to from nation to nation um creating relationships you know with people of tra- you know through the, due to trade and and education and you know so forth and so on so he he be up in the UN so everything that y'all doing represents the energy of T'Challa and Wakanda and you know for those who don't know you know what I'm talking about right now by the end of this show they will be well informed So, is it time to get started, brother? Peace, hello? Hello? Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay, you there? Yeah, my line dropped for a second. I'm back. Peace. Okay, good, good, good. Yes, brother, so, so, yeah. yeah, I want you to do what it is that you do so well. You know what yes, I mean? sir. Not a problem. All right. All right. So let's uh, let's get started with this thing. All right. So Hollywood decoded. What is Hollywood decoded? Let's take it back to the beginning, shall we? What is Hollywood? For those who might not be familiar, you ever heard of 
the term deck the halls with balls of holly. You ever walk around in the city and you see these bright green bushes that are very sharp. If you were to rub your finger across them very fast, they'd touch you. They have bright red berries. Well, that's holly. That's the holly plant. Now, the wood of this particular plant was a a a high commodity back in the day for it was utilized for making wands. The wizards of the past, the warlocks, the witches, and anybody who was wielding the wand at this time, most importantly Harry Potter, used wands that were crafted from the wood of the holly tree or the holly bush or the holly plant. So when you're talking about the term Hollywood, you were talking about a institution or a construct that utilized the name Hollywood to represent symbolically a magic wand for a spell is being casted. Now, when we say spell, we don't have to get all spooked out and scared and start yelling all type of conspiracy theories and things like that because when you sit down with your pen and your paper and you channel the energy of Tahuti of thought through the word and you start spelling on your paper, you're casting. For isn't that what they do when they create their particular uh, collection of characters? They have them, do they not? So all these particular terms are, are, are words to remind you and have you understand what the framework is that is being displayed to you. And in Hollywood, we are talking about magic. We are talking about a silver screen. We are talking about jumping through dimensions, whether it be time or it be other realms or worlds. Now, there's always a hidden theme behind a movie because movies utilize maybe about a $200 million budget. Um, Writers, uh, when you sit and watch big-budget films, sometimes the credits seem like they are as long as the film you just saw. You see about 20 different crews. You see all types of components, all types of jobs, the music, everything. There are tens of thousands of people that go into some of these productions. All of this so you can sit down and eat popcorn and drink soda and laugh and say, ah, man, that was so funny when he blew up. I think that there's a little bit more to the story, but it could just be me. Now, what I do is I leave my these films because I see a message being made. A lot of people ask me, yo, you really think the directors, the producers, you really think the distributors have this in mind when they make the movie? They be putting all this together? I tell them, no, I don't give no man that power. All these people are vessels. They are walk-ins. They are... Um, transmitting utilities for the divine intelligence because in a in a in an era in a state that we are in where we are just uh, intoxicated and 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 imbued with all of this poison and distraction, um, it's hard for messages from the universe to get through to us because it's almost as if there is a cricket at a heavy metal concert. The cricket representing your spirit connected to the source, the heavy metal concert representing the world, the society that you're in, 
and that cricket is, is trying to go as loud as it can to try and inform you about what's going to happen, what is happening, and what you need to do, but it's hard to hear it. So then there's signs and symbols and energies that come through the media to try and let us know things that are happening. So even though the news might be saying one thing, when you pay attention to the, to, the, to the chronological order of the unfolding of events over time, you see another story happen. Because the initial presentation I did with Red Pill years ago was is CNN Hollywood or is Hollywood CNN. For CNN is the fiction and Hollywood is the fact. So this is what's going on here. You're finding that when you sit down within this dark room and you look at the silver screen when projector is projected upon a film, you end up recognizing that there's a message being conveyed to you way beyond past a director's chair and a man made of flesh and blood. So what I do is I take what I see and I unfold the story as Inyame did to Anansi, to my people, so that they become more aware of the messages that are being told um, across the world in the form of the motion picture. So when you look at Hollywood, over the past six years, there has been a dominating presence I'm talking a straight-up uh, Nephilim, Anunnaki, Watusi, straight-up giant that just came out of nowhere and just been tanned it up since. And they go by the name of Marvel. MCU, to be exact, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. See, they started out with Iron Man because we're dealing with the Iron Age. We're talking about Kali Yuga the Destroyer. This is why your man came out with the Jericho Missile and he was the weapons creator to blow everything up. But as I found out talking with my man Clico, who was on Hollywood Dakota 4.4, your man Iron Man represents that eternal battle of Heru and Set within one. You know when you see those Stellies and those bass reliefs in Kemet, when you see Heru and Set uh, with the semi-Tawi symbol tying the upper and the lower together, that's what your boy represents because he's constantly trying to do the good for the people, but he just has this little, he got this other side to him. Iron also represents the blood, okay? And blood is to transport oxygen through the body by way of the iron phosphate that is attached to it. So we're talking about alchemical process here. This is what they ended up using, using Robert Downey Jr., whose career was what they would say over and done with because of drugs and everything like that. You know, he's one of them Hollywood kids from the 80s. But what they didn't understand was he was born on April 4th. And due, and by being born on April 4th, containing this 44 energy, as Blue Pill states so eloquently, he was the carbon resonator. He was the initial igniting force that Marvel is going to use to bring the carbon back to the forefront on the silver screen because you and I both know, all the people who are listening, when we go sit in the movie screen, if we're not some fool or some deadbeat dad or some whore or 
just some type of trashy, low vibrational individual with the same trivial, petty uh, uh, plot going on time and time again, over and over and over. We do not see kings. We do not see scientists. We do not see dignitaries. We do not see brothers going to the U.N., talking about how the hip-hop community got something to say. These are things that we do not see when we go on the screen. However, there was a ritual that was recently done in Hollywood. It was a 13-year process, magical, alchemical spell that was casted by Anton Fuqua and Denzel Washington. So he came out with the training day to show all of y'all, you know, the only way that they're going to award me with Pata, with my own energy, the Oscar, you know, because Oz represents gold, portray this energy that they really are. But after 13 cycles, I'm going to come back and I'm going to obliterate this energy and we're going to take off. So Denzel ended up coming back with The Equalizer, which is one of the first movies I've ever seen where a brother just rolls through the whole movie where he is straight up fearless in the eyes of the Caucasian, where he took the fight all the way up to the top in Moscow, defeating the Russian mafia. And there's no coincidence that the same character that he played in Training Day, also directed by Antoine Fuqua, he was assassinated by the Russian mob at the end of the movie. So now he comes back and he gets his revenge. I've never seen a Caucasian male be lynched in Home Depot on the screen before. Yo, I was walking out of that theater with such a with such a ditty strut be like Oh man. Come on man. Precedent in my chin was so I, I walked all the way from forty second through Central Park into Harlem. That's how that's how like just high. Man, you were charged up. I I, was I saw it with my wife, man, and we was just we was just blown away. I mean he was he was channeling the energy of Ogun. You know, and the Orishas Ogun represents, you know, like the tinkerer, the the, the gadgets, the weaponry, you know, the guns, I things am, like that. So I him am. being in Home Depot with all the gadgets, the barbed wire uh, uh, noose and, and lynch, like that's all Ogun. Then he killed them with the nail gun. Now, we all know, those of you that are, that are wherever you are, if you go in any African community, you look at them statues, you got the statues that ward off evil. Any any statue they got that wards off evil, they got a bunch of nails hammered all over the body because that represents, you know, sealing the intent to get that negative energy all off of you. And Homeboy whipped out the nail gun on him. Yeah. Not just I that. Get, I mean... Yeah, let me explain even the serendipity of it all. You know, as I'm preparing the Law 44, I had went on my campaign explaining to people what the training day actually was. So I see it almost like a, 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 a redemptive quality even for... Of course, 13 the, the years, theory. right? Yeah, because I was telling them that Antoine Fuqua directed Denzel Washington as the officer... Actually, the the dude that Denzel got an Oscar for 
was for playing the cop to kill Biggie Smalls. And big Biggie Smalls, yep. He was playing, and you can look this up, family. This is not theory. This is not, you know, my 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 idea of what it is. This is actually what happened. Okay, the prototype for his character, Alonzo, was actually Rafael Perez. Rafael Perez was the head of the Rampart scandal. Rafael Perez is noted by the FBI in their documents as well as the LAPD. They were protecting him. He killed Big, and um, David Mackey killed Tupac. You know, whether they did it for the FBI or whether they did it for Suge Knight or whoever they did it for remains part of the mystery. But Antoine Fuqua directed him in this role, and he won the Oscar, and we cheered on for the person that was noted for killing you know, one of our quote-unquote icons, the person that we say is the best rapper alive, the greatest rapper to ever live, the king of New York, okay? Right. And the the reason that I know I wasn't bugging was because Antoine Fuqua originally was casted as the director of Big's biopic. They passed right. on Antoine Fuqua, and they gave him Tupac's biopic, but Antoine Fuqua still came back in their Brooklyn's Finest. And in the last right. scene of Brooklyn's Finest, they play big, right? They they have they have Bone in the scene during the end, right? Reprising his role from Training Day, and then they had a instrument that said air on it, bringing in the fusion of the Gemini, and they ended it by playing the Biggie song. So I was like, "Come on, B." That's right. I'm talking about. That's if you're right. not, you not looking through it through Law 44, you're not gonna be able to see it and make these connections. And then, like I said, even when even in Brooklyn's Finest, they flipped it because Ethan Hawke was now playing the adverse role that he had played in Training Day. So Antoine right. Fuqua has this ability as a director, like you said, to come back and, 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 and take these particular roles and karmically, you know, uh, do things with them to make these characters admonish their own quote-unquote sins. But you know what I'm talking about, you know. That's, that's it. Church stuff. That's it. So it it started years ago, back in '98. Um, Marvel, Marvel as a comic book company was hurting because people wasn't buying comics like that. So they licensed all their characters out to all these uh, big production companies. That's why you see at 20th Century Fox got X Men and Sony got Spider Man things like that because they had to make some money. So what really lit the flame for Marvel was Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes played Blade. He played the Daywalker. Influences all through the movie. Made a trilogy off of it. And through that movie Blade, that's how Marvel got the got the the, the gall, the 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 energy, the the inspiration, the confidence to be able to step forward and say, you know what? We're going to do this thing. It was all on the on, on the back of him. Just to come full circle to Chadwick Bosman in present day, but we're going to get there. So I did um, the Hollywood Dakota 4.4, you know, um, two years ago, over two years, two and a half years ago now, um, where we broke down, you know, who everybody was, you know, how Scarlett Johansson was, to be our set, you know, because she was in the chair, you know, and she was she was right there with Hawkeye, Hawkeye being Hey Rue, 
You got the Hulk representing the sword. He's the green man. You know what I'm saying? You got um, you got uh, Samuel L. Jackson playing Ra with the all-seeing eye. You know, we got into all those particular things. You know, we broke it down to its its smallest gluon, meson. Like, we went into subatomic particles in the quantum level. And after that, you know, it's almost as if we gave that thing a boost, you know, because Avengers made uh, made a billion dollars in 19 days, took off, and every movie after Avengers was super successful because prior to it, Captain America wasn't that successful. Thor wasn't that successful. But for some reason, after Avengers and after it, we laid out the framework of who all these characters represented, as I said before, these plagiarized um, um, conceptualizations of our mythos, um, the energy rang and ended up blowing this particular thing up into a whole nother level. But it was it's all a plan. It's all to get somewhere. So we kept moving forward, and the next point in the road was really Captain America the Winter Soldier. Um, Captain America the Winter Soldier was 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 powerful. It was on it was on a whole nother level. For for the main reason of the title for Captain America, Captain America represents Tahuti. Okay, this was definitely put down by Clico when we did the Hollywood 4.4. We called in at the end and laid it down. Now the whole show, I was talking about all the Tahuti influence in the film of of, of Mercury and Hermes, Trismegistus, and Tahuti himself. And then he came in and was like, yeah, that's Captain America. So when I did Captain America, the Winter Soldier, I really went into depth on all the connections that Tahuti had with Captain America. For instance, of his shield alone, you know, the story of um, Newt not being able to give birth on any of the 360 days of the year, but Tahuti ended up having a, going, having a game with Ra, a game of dice, he won the game, and then winning the game, he won the five epigonormal days, which created a saw set, you know, Heyru set, um, and Nebtet. And the shield that he has is 360 degrees with a five-pointed star. And the, the thing that, that, that Tahuti won was 172nd, you know, of light, of the fraction of the light spectrum. 172nd represents the pentagram, represents the five-pointed star. That's exactly what is on his shield. It also represents the duat. Now, the reason why I said the Winter Soldier, the only Winter Soldier that exists up in the heavens is Sahu, better known as the Great Hunter, or you might know him as Orion, okay? He rises in the winter. Right now, he's starting to come up. He's taking over the whole sky. And you know Winter Soldier represents the hunter, represents Orion, because he got a red star on his left shoulder. Shoot, Orion got a red star on his left shoulder in the heavens, and it's called Beetlejuice. So we see that as we look above, so is below. That's the law of correspondence. That's one of the laws of the Kabbalion written by Hermes Trismegistus, which is Tahuti. Okay, so we I got into all of that. Now, what what else I got into was the 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 importance of baseball. Now, America is a baseball nation. There's no other country, city, or or nation with on this planet that uh, worships baseball like America does. They call it America's pastime. Okay, guess what? 
so is Captain America. He is America's pastime because he's Captain America who passed through time through 70 years, which is a bankruptcy cycle. He's also connected to the whole um, the whole thing dealing with the, the Great Depression and the bankruptcy, you know, that took place of the banks, you know, but that's another story. So he, he, he went under 70 years ago in the 40s, and he was resurrected 70 years later. He passed through time. America's pastime is baseball. This term was coined by a guy called Henry Chadwick. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna hold on to that to the Henry Chadwick guy for a second. Now, when Captain America woke up in present day, he woke up. He was in Fort on Forty Second Street. Okay, Black Widow, who's always rocking with him all the time. When, when we just saw her and Lucy, she was able to attain the mastery over time when she appeared in Fort on 42nd Street. She was able to see all the strings connected to everybody through the, the, the cell phones and the frequencies connected to the satellites when she tuned into Station 42 on the radio. Anybody who hasn't seen the movie, go back to that scene when she's in the car looking at all the cell phone frequencies and watch what channel she turns to on the radio. She turns to 42. What's so important about 42? 42 represents this illusionary holographic universe that we are within inside of. It is the color spectrum because that is the angle that light has to bend with inside of a raindrop, with inside water, the universal solution, in order for us to be able to see red orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. Now, when you look at the number 42, the other only the, uh, the only other 42 that broke the color barrier was Jackie Robinson, who is baseball. When when Captain America woke up on 42nd Street, there was a game plan. This was the the signal, the impetus that was able to tell him how this is how he knew that he was not really at Shield headquarters. I mean that he really wasn't in you know, in a in a in a in a protective environment, he was not in the environment that the lady in front of her was telling him, because the 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 game that was playing on the radio was the World Series, where it was the Yankees versus the Dodgers. Who plays for the Brooklyn Dodgers at that time? Jackie Robinson. Now, the reason why the Yankees, the reason why the Yankees was was so prevalent in there too is because the Yankees, when you look at their their logo, it's that top hat and the baseball bat. That top hat belongs to Uncle Sam. Uncle Sam's real name is Sam Wilson. Sam Wilson is the name of the Falcon in the movie. So Jackie Robinson, at the time that Captain America first emerged in the 40s, he was actually in the war as well. He didn't go over to fight. He actually got honorably discharged, you know, for baseball and everything and some other things. But he was in the 761st Black Panther Tank Battalion. Now, as I looked at all these synchronicities and noticed how Chadwick Bosman was just playing Jackie Robinson number 42 and that he played in the Express... And he played in the movie called The Express, the Ernie Davis story, where he played Floyd Little, who was number 44. 44. We're talking Cleveland Yo. Browns. We're talking Cleveland Yo. Browns. And then, and then this year, he played in Draft Day, where he played Vontae Max, who was an aspiring football player who wanted to play for the Cleveland Browns. 
and Cleveland yeah. is the main city that all the Marvel movies were made because they have they have uh, um, a studio there. Go ahead, go ahead, brother. Man, I look. I'm gonna listen. <laughs> I ain't even gonna cut it off. Let it flow, bro. All right, all right. So, forty-two. So, then I come to find out. Guess what? He's playing James Brown. Oh yeah. So Jackie Robinson is definitely Tahuti. I'm I'm seeing the parallels of the Tahuti and the, the and, Osarian and, yeah. energy inside him, right? And because for for the for the main reason that uh him playing him playing uh James Brown James Brown definitely represents the hoodie because he is the word he's the godfather of soul nobody understand what James Brown was talking about but everybody knew what he was talking about because when he opened right. up his mouth everybody got down they got down you know what i mean or they they got right. on up <laughs> You know what I'm he saying? A, so, right. He was the master communicator, even though you couldn't understand his words. You know what I'm saying? You couldn't you didn't deny understand his words. You couldn't deny whatever you wasn't they, understanding. Whatever you couldn't hear is what you was hearing. You resonated with that thing. Now, he bodied that. So so then it comes out that he's going to be in Gods of Egypt, and they cast him as Tahuti. So I'm like, oh, man, yes, this cat is definitely in the God body because they say in the beginning was the word. And Tahuti's the creator of the word, always to the right of Ra. And a lot of people really don't pay attention to him. Now, let's, let's not forget that he came from Atlantis before he came to Kemet. Let's not forget that, you know, when y'all went on that cruise, we're talking about the temple of the sun and the moon down in wet Tahuti Wakan. Nobody pays attention right. to Tahuti. Nobody pays attention to Quetzalcoatl being the plume serpent. We talking Tahuti all the way around. So not only that, your boy Black uh, Jackie Robinson was in a fraternity called Omicron Mu Delta. So Mu was the ancient uh, name for America. We all know what a Delta is. So, you know, we're talking Atlantis, and when you say Omicron Mu Delta, the symbol for Mu is a pyramid. I mean, the Delta is a pyramid, you know? So you see all these synchronicities tying together, unraveling a message, unraveling something to the people, you know, letting us know the color barrier is about to be broken. The same way that he was able, Jackie Robinson was able to split that light up into all those different color spectrums, Guess what? It could be reabsorbed back into the darkness the same way. And we on our way there. Said all those things, and I said, you know what? Based on where we going, because we got Captain America, he got his shield. His shield is made of vibranium. If his shield is made of vibranium, you have to introduce Black Panther because there's only one place you can get vibranium, and that one place you get vibranium is in Wakanda. Now, what we're going to do now is we're going to get now into Interstellar, and then we're going to come back to the Black Panther, okay? Now, Interstellar. Yeah, um, I got a question from the chat. Okay, go for it. And I think that this is what you're doing, even though somebody from the chat asked me 
why this brother, though? Why him specifically? You know, why was he the one chosen? Okay. Well, we got to look at, we have to, we have to look at everything that's involved in all of this. Okay. We could even, we could look at his name. Okay. We could look at where he's from. We could look at his numerology and we could look at the movies that he were, he was in. Now, we said that the first, the real initial movie that he did was Ernie Davis' story where he played Floyd Little being resonating that 44 energy. The 44 energy, because, you know, Blue would have to definitely get more into depth with this with everybody to bring them up to speed, but the 44 represents the carbon. It represents the blackness. It represents the melanin. It represents the darkness. So in order for the darkness to come back in, because Hollywood is so whitewashed, we got the Exodus, guys and kings coming, where they straight whitewashed Kemet. But guess what? That's what happened when the 25th dynasty fell. Ptolemy and Serapis ended up, you know, and, and Alexander, all them cats, ended up whitewashing Egypt and turning Egypt into this metropolis of, of Caucasian uh, uh, hollow worship. So when right. we see this oh, Exodus right. God, guys and kings, that's exactly what we're looking at. Now, he resonated in this Ernie Davis 44 energy, and then going into the 42, he ended up capturing that 42. Based on him resonating on those two frequencies, it's not that the the directors and the producers um, right. consciously and made I, the decision right. to put him in his place. He is star bound. He is written in the stars to be the the. He is the color barrier breaker. He is the one to bust the door down so that our 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 story, our people, the move the forward movement can take place. It happens when somebody kicks in the door. He's the one that kicks in the right. door wearing four four. Now so he family, lives in. This... He, he resides in Brooklyn. He was born in the Carolinas, but he resides in Brooklyn. King Simon works out with him at the gym. You hear what I'm saying? Now, he was born, listen to this, he was born November 29th. Barely a Scorpio. That's damn right he 11-11. He's a four. And when Black Panther comes out, he'll be 40 years old. So November 29th is four. 40 years old is four. So when Black Panther debuts, he will be the 44. So it's look, not, there's, there's look, no okay. power. Go ahead. Let me explain this. You cut my comment tail off. Right? <laughs> uh, Go ahead. Thanks. <laughs> They have a tendency to listen to these programs and, and tune in and hear what we're saying, and they think that when we're explaining things, you think that we're outside of the story. And I'm telling you, family, it's like we coined the frame entanglement. This is a story within a story. So we are entangled in the story. The same way that, you know, the brother could send me the clip of Saturday Night Live last week on Saturday with with, with your boy, Jim Carrey, at 44 minutes and 44 seconds, they started a skit called Paul and Phil, okay? Yeah, they right. were two ghosts, 
going into the Paul and Phil thing, right? So, right? How do you do that? Is that a coincidence? Like, how many coincidences do you need to get hit upside your head for you to open Not up your all. eyes and see what we're trying to tell you? Okay. Not at all. And I think Not again, like, it's, it's it's a concept of people being uncomfortable with who they are and not willing to accept the fact that, yeah, I'm telling you, we're part of the story. What does that say? It, it, you could be part of the story as well. You've got to find yourself in the story. So this 44 thing is real, all right? So he played Ernie Davis in the movie Express. The first, very first sale I made on September 27th, a year to the day that we came back from Mexico, I started uh, my power pieces. My very first sale was to an actor named Darren Henson, who also starred in the yep. movie Express. That's I go right. to pick the rest of my money up from his crib, right? He has a helmet on his mantelpiece, a, a orange helmet signed by Jim Brown. There it is. Okay? Jim Brown. From baby. the movie, right? From, from, from Syracuse. I did the LeBron post the note on my page when he went back to Cleveland and I explained to the family how Cleveland is 44 out. Like Cleveland Browns is just a, a, a homage to 44 because that orange helmet connects to Syracuse. And Syracuse is just, you know, they, that's just the fort. They, they, they look, have a zip look, code this, named after this, 44. That shit is so 44. Okay? So they have this something there called the Legend of 44. Hold on, they got something called The Legend of 44 there. So, okay, Jim Carrey's coming out with a movie, Dumb and Dumber 2, on our birthday, November 14th. Seven years ago, he came out with the other one. You know what I'm saying? And then they came out, no, 2007 is when he, 20 years ago, he came out with uh, the first Dumb and Dumber. Seven years ago, he came out with the movie 23, which is resonating the five energy, which me and my brother, born on the 14th, we're fives as well. So, you know, it's it's entertainment. If you can't grasp that concept, is that if everything is consciousness and we all live in this bubble and we're sharing consciousness, you know what I'm saying? If you can't overstand that, then all of these things are going to be outside of you. The movies are speaking yeah, to is. you the same way that you're speaking to these movies. It's a give and a take. All the right. Cle- the Cleveland so, Browns. The Cleveland hold Browns. Hold the name. A name that they was a, that they adopted later. That's not their original name. The Cleveland Browns' original title, and y'all can go Google this and research it and look it up right now, they were the Panthers. That was their first name, and they became the Cleveland Browns after that. So if you the, if you the, the Black Panthers and then you turn to the Browns, you talking melanin, you talking 44, that's all that's going to resonate there. Because that's the that's what that's the mascot that's that's the energy right. that's the frequency that they resonate. Melanin, with. yes, melanin is a cute carbon size, but it has eight points. I will show you like a hundred articles speaking to this, where petroleum, gas, oil, diamonds, gold, all of these forty-four stories dealing with carbon in its natural state. All of them resonating with the number 44. So now this player plays 42. 40, the movie 42, I saw 42. It had 44s in it as well. I think the year and all types of shit. I didn't write all of my notes down, but I'm going to go back and watch it. It got mad 44s in the movie 42. And that was a, I love right. that movie. It was very inspirational. Okay? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Um, and not just that, the, the, the woman who played his wife, 
is the niece of um, my girl Audrey Bahari. That's Brian's wife, son. Who who works with Dawood? Who does who does the artwork? That's her niece. That's on uh, right. the the Wilson at Sleepy Hollow show right now. But look, oh, okay. I yeah, gotta, she's... I gotta, I gotta um, get it in because I got a lot to say. I gotta get it in before the hour right. hits. I just want to so make. Let me, let me I roll. Just, one, roll. I'm, I'm, can I just one make more, one, one last more, point? One more, and then one more. Yeah. And then I gotta so he plays. He's play. He plays JB. JB is nothing other than Jaquine and Boaz, the twin pillars, and that's Jay Z and Beyonce, the forty-four resonators. Please go. There we go. Now. Black Panther. Now, what is a panther? What is a leopard? What is a jaguar? They're all the same. If you look up the, the classification of jaguar, you're going to see panthera as as its classification name because a panther is a jaguar. Jaguar is a panther. The only difference is the panther is more melanated. It got more black spots. It right. got so many black spots that it just blocks all of the gold out and it's just black all over. So a panther represents a melanated cat, cat being a spiritual being, okay? And then that gets into Bashet. But we're going to take a pause on the panther energy right now. We're going to go into Interstellar, and then we're going to come right back. Now, Interstellar, this is how we go into the other melanin uh, breakdown because Christopher Nolan, you know, he was known for, like, Memento, and he did a couple other movies that were dope, but nobody knew really who he was like that until he came and he resurrected Ampu. He represented, he, he resurrected Anubis, which is Heru's brother, um, in the form of the Dark Knight. Okay, that's what the whole Dark Knight trilogy was. Now, right. the Dark Knight trilogy dealing with the whole Ampu represented the darkness, the dark side, the melanin coming to the forefront. You know what I'm saying? When he ended up getting into the Dark Knight Rises and he was dealing with Bane, he was dealing with the Ahmet monster, he was dealing with uh, Kepera with the Scarab and the Beetle and all types of stuff like that, you know. We were just talking about Marvel. He was representing DC. So we're talking about the same energy, you know, but pretty much two aspects of it. So from the Dark Knight, he said, you know what, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to go ahead and take the helm of Steven Spielberg's movie because he can't do it. I'm going to do it. And Interstellar is a movie about a dystopian future of the world. When we say dystopian, we talk instead of utopian, okay? So utopian meaning nirvana, heavenly state where we're progressing. Dystopian means, you know, destruction, you know, hopelessness, like we're in a state of chaos. Now, in this dystopian future, we have exhausted all of the world's resources. The parasitic elite has pimped us of all the wood, of all, you know, the lumber, the minerals, and everything like that to the point now where the woman, the Mother Earth is barren, okay? And not not so so barren that technology is actually looked at as as a negative thing. Like nobody wants to have nothing to do with technology. There's no MRIs, you know what I'm saying? There's no X-rays, you know, there's nothing like that. It's almost like we we regress backwards into another state. The first clip that they showed of this movie is a clip where they show Matthew McConaughey sitting in a classroom. He's sitting in a classroom with the Yakub character from the Planet of the Apes. 
this Caucasian lady who represents a teacher, he's the principal, and then Matthew McConaughey, where she's talking about the, 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 the books, the textbooks have been rewritten. And he was like, what did y'all rewrite? She was like, oh, we took that nonsense out about us going to the moon. And he was like, what you mean? He was like, oh, we never really went to the moon. Hollywood created that construct for the government to bankrupt the Soviet Union. Wow. I was like, what? This is the first clip. This is the, you see what I'm saying? They said, yeah, so the Soviet Union ended up spending all their money on, you know, on satellites and rockets and all that type of stuff. They wasted all their money, and while they were spending all that money, we was able to conserve ours to do this, that, and the third. It's a, it's an interesting scene. So we talking about a dystopian future where there's not that much time left for our youth. You know, and if we look around right now, our youth has gone like ape shit. You know what I mean? And I don't blame the youth. You know, a lot of people I talk to, they always knocking the youth and what they do, talk about they crazy. I never did this, that, and third. I can't understand this, that, and third. But I can understand it because they have no foundation. There's no investment. They're not being told the truth. So they're reacting based upon their environment and what's being told to them. So we're dealing with a dystopian future dealing with our youth, right? So they're like, look, uh, Matthew McConaughey gets approached, you know what I'm saying, by Michael Caine, and he's like, yo, it's so bad that we need to find another galaxy to go to because this galaxy we live in ain't working no more. We're talking about, we're talking about paradigm shift here. We're saying the paradigm, the paradigm or the world that we're living in currently, this construct of this society and this structure is not going to survive. You know, it's not going to work for anybody whose, whose light is on inside their mind's eye, whose spirit is bubbling full of gold, whose heart is pumping blood that is pure, you know, and full of life. It's not going to work anymore. We have to find another world to inhabit. So he hires him to to find, he says, look, we done mastered the wormhole. We know where the black hole is located within inside our, our solar system that can take you to another galaxy, and from there you can see if there's habitable planets. So this black hole that's in this movie, as I spoke before briefly last week, is the first of its kind on the silver screen because it's not just a regular, like, funnel, you know, that we usually see where, you know, it's just whipping, whipping around and everything gets sucked in. No, this this black hole was created by um, getting uh, consulting from the head of the Caltech Physics Department, a best friend of Stephen Hawkins, lead uh, researcher of Albert Einstein, Kip Thorne. You know, this guy created a mathematical formulae to be translated into computer binary code so that VFX engineers can construct from scratch a rendering program to translate the theoretical the theoretical um, idea of Kip Thorne, Steve Hawkins, and Albert Einstein's Rosenberg Bridge black hole 
into reality on the silver screen where you and I can actually visually see it. You hear what I'm saying? Now, I, that has oh, nothing to do with... <laughs> That has nothing to do with eating some popcorn and saying, oh, man, that show was dope when Homeboy blew up. Like, nah, partner, that's a whole nother level, man. They talked about, oh, man, uh, Christopher Nolan was saying, look, we were real kind of skeptical about the, the black hole that came about because we we did not know if the people watching <laughs> hold on man oh man listen I'm getting excited over here this dude said we don't know if the people watching the screen if their perception will be able to properly perceive what the fuck is happening in other words the director says this thing is so deep and so on point that we don't even know if when you watch it, you're going to even recognize what you're looking at. So what we're going to do is we're going to keep the camera fixated at one position so that as long as the camera angle doesn't move, you'll be able to focus on and kind of be able to follow the 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 alchemical process this is taking place in front of in front of your face on the screen. So this black hole ain't really like on the suck in tip like a like drain, you know, water going down a drain. It's actually lensing. So it's gonna almost look like you're going through a bubble or 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 going through uh um another into another realm to another dimension like on some metroid when you walk up to the door and you bust the bubble and walk through it's going to be on that tip it's crazy so i say that to say all this energy all this work all this precision is being placed inside of a film just so you could be like oh he could get a, he could get an academy award he could make a, a couple hundred million dollars that's dope don't get me wrong but man that ain't the reason and also, like I said, even with all the work he's doing, he is a tool. He is a tool for a higher energy that is that is coercing him into being so passionate and dedicated into getting this thing done a particular way so those who have their particular eyes open, they could be able to really see what's going on. Because I said it before, this is going to be the first movie you know, similar to the Avatar, you know, and, of course, similar to the Matrix. This is just the, the, the next level on that wormhole journey where people's consciousness are actually going to go through a wormhole and come out on the other side when the movie is done. They're going to be in another realm. Their world is going to change. They're going to they're gonna go out in their day, and things are going to be a little different. They're going to be thinking a little different. They're going to be seeing things a little different. They ain't going to be in the world they were before. So if you go see this movie, recognize your world's going to change when you watch it. Now, the other thing that's that's interesting about this movie is that they're introducing Oculus Rift technology. Now, a movie came out earlier this year called Oculus. It was a horror film about these people getting caught up in these mirrors. They were into, They were scrying in the mirrors, and entities were coming in and out the mirrors and pulling them in and out. Just like a movie screen is a mirror, it's a silver screen. So, 
Oculus Rift came out 2012, right when the shift took place, right? That's when they debuted. Oculus Rift represents the technology of virtual reality where when you place this, this uh, it's kind of a bulky, you know, like eyeglass, like helmet type thing you put over your head. It looks like the surrogate technology. Anybody who saw the surrogates with Bruce Willis and Boris Cujo and Bing Rames came out a few years back. If you didn't, you know, go Google it, surrogates. They, you put this little thing on your head, and no matter where you look, 360 degrees, up, down, left, right, you know, turn at any angle, diagonal, perpendicular, whatever, you are inside the realm of the movie you're watching. You're actually in the movie. So you're, you see stars around you, or you might be inside the spaceship, the, you, the, the, the metal floor is underneath your feet. You, you don't step on the glass. You might cut your foot. Oh, there's steps. People stepping up in midair and shit while they got it on their head. You know, and y'all could Google that too. It's on the Hollywood Dakota Facebook page, the videos, and you can see all the interviews of the people that experienced it and the look on their face and what they say, and they like, yo. Now, they got this in New York right now up until I think like November 19th or something like that. I think it's in Dallas, L.A., and I forget what the other city is, but this is something that they're doing. This is what they're introducing with this film. Like I said, this is the crossover. This is singularity. A black hole creates singularity. It pulls. There's no light that can escape the black hole, okay? This is the ultimate 44 resonator. There's nothing that can compete with a black hole in the universe. It sucks up anything and everything that I don't care how big and bad it may be. It's not escaping the black hole. But see, we, we, we get it confused and think it's the black hole with an H. It's a black hole with the W. See, the unification of the black presence is inescapable. I don't care what and who you are, you cannot escape the black hole. And that's what they're talking about in this movie. It's about the black hole, the black unity. The, the, the ultimate 44 resonance of the fact that no light can escape it. Now, once the light goes through, it gets compressed and densed so much that it become, it hits singularity. And I, I've been talking about singularity a lot, especially in the Captain America Decoded, because they had the, the twin energy in there between um, your boy um, Arnim Zola uh, being being resurrected with inside the computer the same time that um, um, your boy came out with Transcendence, Johnny Depp, and and showing that particular right. thing. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, the man and the machine, the singularity, the computer being able to catch up to the processes of the human brain, but they, they ruled that out because they were under the impression <laughs> that they would be able to add up all the neurons in the brain and come up with a number and, con and compare that to binary uh, code units, you know? But what happened was they come to find out because of the microtubules that are inside each and every neuron, each microtubule are, 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 consists of tubulin. Each tubulin of the microtubule represents a zero and a one. So when they redid the mathematical equation, they found out that each neuron in your brain is a brain on itself. And by you right. having 100 billion neurons in your brain, 
that means that there ain't no computer coming nowhere near the processing bit information that your brain can do, especially if you're only using about 10% of that thing. As Lucy told you, we ain't talking Lucy. about Lucy being no monkey. We're talking about lucidity. We're talking about Lucifer. We're talking about translucence. We're talking about lucid dreaming. We're talking about clarity of light in, in coherent form. We're talking laser. Talking that liquid gold. Right. right. That's <laughs> right. That's right. That's right. So um, that's what this interstellar movie is going to be about. And, you know, as I posted on my Facebook page, I'm coming up there. I'm going to be there in a week. I'm going to be up there for a week, and one of my presentations is going to be Interstellar Decoded, where I go over this information with everybody. I'm going to have images and animations, and we're going to go into the galaxy because anytime you see a movie and Earth is dystopian and they go to the stars for the answer, what they're talking about is your body. Your body is the Earth. Your body is the Earth, and through the mercury, sulfur, and salt alchemical process, you are supposed to dig deep inside. They call it the virtual. You dig deep inside the cave to find the gold, but when you dig deep inside the Earth, you have to ascend into the mind, and the mind is the stars. So those dimension jumpings and that black hole that you fall through is that substantia negra and that locus cerulis that's encapsulated with inside the center of the brain. We found that in Prometheus. That's where you have to go through in, in order to, to, to do that lensing, to flip over into another world, use your pineal gland, you know, to flip that circadian rhythm. So that's uh that's my, my, my little my little primer on, on interstellar. So let's go back let's go back yeah. to the panther. Hold on, yeah, let me let me let me print it real quick. Of course like you said, we know Matthew McConaughey is 44 oh, yeah. years old. He's so 44. So Chris is Christopher Nolan, Nolan, the director. 44. So, you know, we're going to be in the building for that. You know, we're going to do a live tour family. I think we're going to do it on 11-11. We're going to take the family out to actually go and see the movie so we can do an on-spot Hollywood decoded. You know what I'm saying? Right in the building. You know what I mean? So we're going to have the information posted about that as well. And, yeah, um, we're gonna be crude. Yeah. We're gonna be crude deep. Some tells me it's gonna be forty-four people. You already know. <laughs> it's gonna be forty-four people. So yeah, and and Matthew McConaughey is a Scorpio. He's November second. Anne Hathaway is November twelfth. She's a Scorpio. The uh the daughter that the the girl who's playing Matthew McConaughey's daughter in the movie is November tenth. She's a Scorpio. So they got all this Scorpio energy being utilized because they're going through, they're going in the depths. The only way you can go down where Ola Kuhn resides at the bottom of that ocean, the only way you can get down there is through that Scorpio energy because that Scorpio, it, the scorpion is able to dig deep inside the earth. The snake is able to come back up to the surface. The eagle is able to fly up, and the phoenix is able to re- be, be reborn. So, yes, 11-11-2014, New York. We're doing the Interstellar Decoded. It's going to be unlike the other decoded. That's been done. Now, this is coupled along with Black Panther because, like I said, Matthew McConaughey's at the helm. He won the Pata 
last year at the Academy Awards, okay? Now, we're going to look at this Patah thing, you know, because Patah is at the center of the Shabaka Stone. The Shabaka Stone is a is a artifact from the Meroitic Kingdom in Kush. We talk in 25th Dynasty where um, it talks about Patah being the center of creation. We talk about the mound and everything like that. Matthew McConaughey was born November 2nd. They're releasing the Black Panther on November 3rd. The other movie that's being released November 2nd, the year before Black Panther, is Doctor Strange. He's the Sorcerer Supreme. So they're letting us know that the sorcery is going to take place, you know, in order for this. So what's so important about the Patah and the November 3rd energy and the Scorpio and the Black Panther and the magic, what is that? Well, we're going to talk about Epitomac, okay? Epitomac is primarily a war god. We could be sure that in the past he was invoked to bestow his blessing upon the outcome of battles. Warriors would have desired the god's strength and ferocity in combat. In one hymn, he was described as one who sends forth a flaming breath against his enemies in his name, great of power who slays the rebels with his strength. He was offered as wearing battle dress of leather armor, carrying weapons, especially a bow and arrow. He was also shown slaying enemies or else holding on two bound captives who were restrained with cords around their neck like your boy did in the Equalizer. So Epitomac is a cat-headed deity. He is synonymous with Mahas, which is another cat-headed deity. Mahas was also known as the, the, the slayer, the one of the massacre. He carried a knife. He carried claws with him. He he was a cat hey deity. They're interchangeable. They are the son of Bastet, okay? Bastet is the black cat, okay? Now, anybody who knows anything about alchemy or magic, anytime you see a witch, wizard, or anybody casting any type of spell, there's a black cat right there. Why is the black cat there? Because the black cat represents the panther energy, represents the epitomac energy, represents the Bastet energy. Bastet is a female goddess. This is who the black cat gets all his energy from. All right? So let's talk about the black panther now. Black Panther resides in a town, in a city, whose borders have never been breached. They reside, if you look at the map of where Wakanda is, it is right where the Meroitic Kingdom is. And when I say Meroitic Kingdom, I'm talking about Upper Egypt. You know, you got Lower Egypt and Upper Egypt. Lower Egypt was north, Upper Egypt was south. There was always a battle between the north and the south to create a unity because the lower Egypt was on their lower <laughs> chakras, the upper was on their higher, and they and 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 the the Nile flows from the south to the north, which means if it flows from the south to the north, then that means the essence and the true nature of a nation would originate at the source of the delta and go upward, but. The lower Egypt was constantly getting caught up, as we are in our society, with the distractions, getting caught up with society and the materialistic, and was and was turning the deities 
that they were supposed to be resonating with into hollow worshiping devices, okay? So there was constantly a reminder where where Upper Egypt would come in, come into town and be like, listen, nigga, get right. And when they didn't want to get right, they would buck and they would battle, and it was a constant war. That's why when you look at Lower Egypt's, um, when you look at the walls, you always see uh, the Nubian subdued. You see the dark-skinned, indigenous, you know, black individuals. They they got their hands bound and things like that because that was what was going on at the time. But they was always rolling on each other. Well, the Meroitic Kingdom represents that Upper Egypt uh, dynasty. Now, Wakanda is led by a patriot is led by a patriarchal leadership. However, it is the veneration within that town is to the woman through Bastet. They have these huge, giant, we're talking about maybe 80 feet to 100 feet tall, um, you know, the, the as tall as skyscrapers, actually, of black cats that, that sit, that stand in the city. And whoever is the king at the time, um, because they're a master of of, of ethnobotanicals, ethnobotanicals is when you are able to take plants and use them as medicine, combine it with the body, combine it with your, your community and with your nationhood in order to create circumstance through the plant. They're a master of ethnobotanics, and they use the ethnobotanics to heal, to create strength, and also to cross over to the spiritual realm. When they go into the spiritual realm, they talk to Baset, and Baset instructs them on what needs to be done. If there's a battle, Baset becomes one with them in the form of Sekhmet so that they can they can roll on these cats in the form of epidemic or in the form of Mahas. Now, the original Black Panther's name was T'Chaka. That sounds very close to Chewbacca <laughs> because Chewbacca was um, you had Chewbacca and Pianchi, which were brothers, and those were the two that pretty much were winning the wars, you know, against the North and reinstituting the original um, way of, of, of connecting with nature, bringing home the indigenous, you know what I'm saying? So you got the Chewbacca stone, that was kind of like a, they call it that because it's similar to the Rosetta Stone that they found where they got the different uh, dialects on this and they was finally able to figure out, you know, what the what the uh, Metanetta was talking about. But but with Meroitic script, it's the only script that hasn't been deciphered yet. They still can't they still can't decipher the Meroitic script. The Shabaka Stone, though. Um, has a cosmology, a story upon it that talks about and gives the instructions on how one is is a physical being that is a gross form of light and how to increase your vibration to become a light being. That's what the Shabaka Stone is all about. Now, we're talking about vibrations. Now, in the story of the Black Panther, a meteorite or a stone comes down from the heavens and hits that city. This meteorite contains a metal called vibranium. Vibranium is a metal that is able to absorb all vibration. 
So if you had a suit or a shield made out of it, like Captain America got a shield made out of it, it's bulletproof, it's punched, laser-proof. The harder you bang it, the more, uh, the stronger the, the metal ends up becoming because it absorbs the it, it absorbs the shock. That's also the element that Iron Man created in Iron Man 2 in order to give his suit more power when he had the little goggles on and he was, like, trying to create a new element. That's the element that he created. He created vibranium when he was up in his spot. That's what he was doing. So all these, you know, end up leading to, uh, obviously, the whole Black Panther thing. Now, the the title of Black Panther is a is a title similar to a, a free national name. It's like L, that's or Bay. That's what Black Panther represents. It represents a sovereignty. You know what I'm saying? So it gets passed down patriarchally from father to son. So T'Challa ended up getting murdered by a cat named Ulysses Claw, who was a mercenary connected to the Bavarian. Um, the Bavarian Empire and the whole Bilderberg group when the Illuminati was getting down back in the day, in the early 1900s. That's who Ulysses Claw represented, their mercenary, and he ended up murdering T'Challa. So T'Chaka, who's his son, ended up inheriting the title of the Black Panther, and it became his, 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 uh, his focus in life to avenge his father, you know, this Ulysses Claw. Now, the vibranium is is in a mound. It's a giant mound that sits in their city that they're able to mine from. So that's how we get back to the bata, you know, and the ta energy dealing with the land, you know, the mound builders, because everything and anything that that has to do with our ancestry, they have inside this story of the Black Panther, okay? He lives in this, this city, Wakanda, where... Wakanda is the technology, um, the the government um, structure, and the commerce and connect connection of the people is nearly half a millennium ahead of anybody else on the planet. Now that's not my opinion. That's actually what's stated in the Marvel universe that Wakanda is the most profound nation that exists on planet Earth, headed by this black man. Now, the funny thing about Wakanda is it's not a term that was created by Jack Kirby, because Jack Kirby, the same guy who created the Celestials, the same guy who created, you know, the whole um, uh, the, the, the creatures that they used in Prometheus, because Prometheus, they took a lot of stuff from Jack Kirby with that um, he he created Black Panther in 1966. Black Panther is actually the first black, uh, um, the first African superhero that debuted in mainstream comics, and they 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 didn't water him down. They kept him strong. It was before the Black Panther Party actually um, um, came forth, you know. So, oh, it so was definitely Black Panther character. The Marvel Universe Black Panther character was before the Black Panther movement? Yeah. Yeah. Black Panther movement came out like November 1966. It was towards the end of 66. The first appearance of the Black Panther was, listen to this, it was in Fantastic Four, dog. (laughs) His first appearance was in Fantastic Four. 
Um, um, uh, number number fifty two. Number fifty two. Um, nineteen sixty six. It was like at the top of the year. Now, for them to debut the Black Panther at that time, that means he was creating him a year before that. So Black Panther got created like in sixty four, sixty five. That's when he. Wow. That's when he, he he was created. Hold so on. yeah, it came before Let's the Black Panther. Real quick, family, you need to call in. I ain't got to tell you that uh, you need to continue this conversation with us. Uh, the live stream is going to be finished in five minutes. So three four seven six three seven twenty one thirty five three four seven six three seven two one three five. It looks like a highway uh, stick up in in in, in the uh, in the studio. It's a lot of hands up, but I'm gonna let you do your thing. Please continue. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know it, I know it. Now this this presentation here, All Roads Lead to Wakanda, is um, definitely part of the tour. Um, this tour is gonna go on for the next three years up until this Black Panther movie comes out. Now I know that sounds a little extreme, but in my mind, this is the first time you know um, there's a character coming out that is gonna embody um, something that we all can be proud of. And I know there's going to be people like, oh, man, why are you waiting, you know, for the Caucasian to do something to, to try and, you know, want to do something? Or, yeah, I know a lot of people are going to have a lot of things to say, and that's fine because opinions are necessary. But I'm talking about me, and I'm I'm recognizing what this movie is really going to stand for in terms of the youth. I'm just thinking about all all the children. I'm thinking about my sons. I'm thinking about Amir when they go see him and then they're going to want the action figure and they want to want to dress up like him. And then they're going to actually have someone to identify with, which, you know, I'm not saying that there's nobody for them to identify. Now we got ancestors out the wiser. We got Malcolm X. We got Marcus Garvey. We got noble Jew Ali. We got Taharka. We got, we got real people, you know, that we can look up to and embody, you know, who we are as a people but when we talk about how powerful of an influence the media has and how powerful of an influence Hollywood has, with them putting forth, or not even them, by us finally, um, our energy penetrating this, this resistant structure they got in place, you know, in Hollywood uh, to create this, this, this circumstance where this movie is now manifesting is a powerful thing, and I'm going to back it up. Um, so to get back to Wakanda... Um, a lot of people, I mean, you know, for those who follow the Black Panther, they only know Wakanda as being um, a city. Um, however, <laughs> let me let you know that Wakanda is, was, was not something that was created by Jack Kirby. The great spirit called Wakantanka or Wakanda among the Sioux and Geechee Manitou in Algonquin is a conception of a supreme being prevalent among some Native American and First Nation cultures. According to Lakota activist Russell Means, a better translation of Wankantanka is the great mystery. The great spirit or great mystery is generally believed to be personal, close to the people, and eminent in the fabric of the material world. Lakota prayers refer to him as grandfather, However, not all nations assign gender or only one gender to the great mystery. Chief Dan Ifhima, a spiritual leader of the Hopi nation, described the great spirit as follows. To the Hopi, the great spirit is all-powerful. He taught us how to live, to worship, where to go, and what food to carry, gave us seeds to plant and harvest. 
He gave us a set of sacred stone tablets into which he breathed all teachings in order to safeguard his land and life. In these stone tablets were inscribed instructions, prophecies, and warnings. Old man is how the great spirit is known by the Blackfoot people. Old man personally created all things and personally instructed the Blackfoot people on how to attain spiritual wisdom and daily life. Thinking about the fact that Wakanda is actually the deity that was the Amun Rapata over here on this land to the indigenous people. His name was Wakanda. And it's not the Wakanda or a Wakanda, it just was Wakanda, known as the Great wow. Spirit. Now, so what's the, when, I, what's when I visited. Go ahead. When I visited Mount, uh, Mount Shasta, and they said Mount Shasta is the grandfather, then it has to tie into that as well. No, that's well, what I, I just said. The grandfather, exactly. Now, this is crazy. Drop it, drop it. Yes, yes, yes. Because this so, was around the so, same time that I was learning about the Pantera. You know what I'm saying? And I was actually standing on the grid in Shasta visualizing the Pantera down in South America because they said if you stand on the grandfather grid, you could pull in any place on the planet because it's the root chakra of the planetary grid system. That's why they call it grandfather. Yep, 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 yep. And And the reason why they chose Wakanda as the name of the city, now think about it. It's a it's a it's a nation. It's not a city. It's a nation where communities live in harmony. There's there's only only people of color living in this city. It's only black folks living in this city. Okay, ain't ain't nobody shooting nobody. Ain't nobody cracking nobody head. They ain't snorting no lines. Like everybody is in a forward movement in this city. Everybody stay in their lane. If people want to farm, they farm. If they want to paint, they paint. This is how this city is 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 situated. This is how they painted the picture. The only thing they did was create a a real reflection of what we were doing when they rolled up on us, right? So, why did they call why did they call the town Wakanda? They called the town Wakanda because they're saying in order for us to live an existence like that, we have to live within the great spirit. Hmm. We have to stay with inside the great mystery. Our borders need to be the great spirit. That's how we all will be able to work together and live in harmony. Not when we call it, not, not when we see the great spirit as something, but when we see everything as the great spirit, whether it's a rock or a tree or a leaf or a bird, we treat our neighbor as if it's the great Spirit, you see what I'm saying? So I found that quite profound that they would have the Black Panther, who definitely represents the black man and the black woman, as the sovereign ruler of the state of the great mystery. Placing it in Africa... However, it originating here in the Americas, showing the the the, the Guaranaland reference 
of the connection between the two land masses by way of what animal, Blue? What animal connects the two lands? Panther. What now? What? I said, what is the animal that connects the two lands? The panther. The panther. You look. You look at the Twenty Fifth Dynasty. You're gonna see them wearing the jaguar. You come over here and look at the Omex. You're gonna see them wearing the jaguar. You look at Taharka. If you see the um the um the the headdress that they wore, the skull cap, it's the same skull cap that you see the Olmex rocket. You know what I'm saying? Even when you come here in the south, um, this is due to the hunters. But if I go back a hundred years, yo, the Cougar Puma population was insane. It was all up in the Blue Ridge Mountains, and and just to just to just to just to hit y'all even harder. If we go back a hundred years to the Blue Ridge Mountains, it was just just shroud. It was just inhabited by by thousands and thousands of panthers and pumas and cougars, which is the panther, right? Guess who was born in the Blue Ridge Mountains in South Carolina? Who? Chadwick Bosman. Can I get a bomb? Can I get one? Is that all right with you? Ah, nah, he wasn't born in the South. I spent some time in the Blue Ridge Mountains, Shenandoah Valley. That easily is one of the most beautiful places on this continent that I have been to. You know what I'm saying? I've been a lot of places that are, I mean, nature is just beautiful, but just the rolling hills and, and, and the mountains, the forest area. That's a beautiful place of real estate on the planet that the family should visit. And it's very expansive as well. It goes all the way into Georgia and things of that nature. So, yeah, man, Blue Ridge is beautiful. And that's so, also yeah, where my dude, Amar Bradshaw, Amar Bradshaw, is from that area, number 44 on the, on the Giants that won the touchdown. You know what I mean? Won the Super Bowl with that touchdown. He's from that area as well. Right. From twin. Yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, let me... uh let me go into this uh this vibranium a little bit more um so people can understand how important this vibranium is we got to recognize that we're getting back into Houdi again because when you talk about the the seven principles of the kabbalion you know you, you got the correspondence and the mentalism and the gender and the cause and effect you know and you also have the whole vibration thing you know and 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 the main <laughs> the main metal um, that is is that was given to this this nation of people, you know, was vibranium, you know, and um always deals with the ohm, you know, or the tone or the frequency. Vibranium deals with sound because, as I said before, see that's the key that we have to unlock as a people is is the, is the sound. That's why music is 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 our lockdown right now because when we understand the frequency. Of of sound, the ultrasonic 
like terahertz and gigahertz, see, that's how, we're, that's how we'll levitate. That's how we'll be able to cut through rock. We won't need John Deere. We, don't, we won't need to spend uh, hundreds and thousands and millions of dollars renting John Deere equipment. We'll be able to create, um, we'll be able to create uh, 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 inventions that utilizes ultrasonic frequencies that can pick up 50-ton objects, you know, like you're picking up a cardboard box and lining it up. And this is all based upon sound and ultrasonic frequency. So vibranium was first deposited on Earth by a meteorite 10,000 years ago. The first documented discovery of vibranium was during a human expedition to Antarctica. This particular isotope of vibranium was dubbed antimetal due to its property of dissolving other metals. A different variety of vibranium found in Wakanda absorbs sound waves and other vibrations, including kinetic energy. It was discovered by the Wakandan king, T'Chaka, father of the Black Panther, T'Challa. To protect this resource, he concealed his country from the outside world. T'Chaka funded his country's education by occasionally selling off minute qualities of the metal, as a result, Wakanda is one of the world's most technologically advanced nations. During the early 1940s, now listen, 1940s now, a small amount of Wakandan vibranium came into the possession of the scientist Myron McLean. He tried to combine vibranium with iron to form a new tank armor, but was unable to fuse the elements. One morning, he found that the two materials had bonded on their own in an unknown manner. The ultra-resilient alloy was used to create Captain America's shield. Klain worked for decades to duplicate the accident. During a trial in the 1960s, he developed the virtually indestructible metal adamantium. So Wolverine, Ultron, all these cats with all this metal in the Marvel Universe all owe their their strength, their power, their force to the black man because he's the one who ended up having this metal that created, you know, this world and, and, and all these other dimensions of it. So, um, like I said, uh, the Panther cult, you know, which we're all part of, you know what I'm saying, uh, what I really wanted to do and I wasn't able to do it was get that uh that Panther power track to you, you know what I'm saying, that Tupac did. I wanted that to play at the top of the hour, but um I wasn't able to get it. But that whole Panther movement that we're about, it's 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 even deeper than just the Pan Africanism. And when I say just the Pan Africanism, I'm not downplaying Pan Africanism. I'm just saying that it's it's deeper than that. You know, it goes back to even Mars, you know because, you know, Mars was inhabited. We was up in there. We didn't have to take no ship down here because there are areas on this planet and other planets, like where these temples are, when the tones are right, the frequency is right, and the light is aligned, we are able to transport ourselves from different locations. And when you look at the face that's on Mars, it's a lion's face. It's a cat face. When we look at Avatar, when they went through the wormhole, when they they came into the black man's body, what 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 body did we take on? We were the panther. They were all panther people in the Avatar. You know what I'm saying? So we have to understand that there this this panther cult, this panther energy, this cat energy is a lot deeper than we think. You know what I'm saying? The the lion represents the sun. 
the Sphinx has the lion body. You know what I'm saying? Or is it a lion body? It could be a panther body. You know, we don't know because it has the head of a man on it. You know what I'm saying? Um, the Leo constellation yeah. represents I mean, the strength. I guess it's it represents even the heart. Worth, it's even Say worth noting now, and this gets into um, some information that the brother Horace Butler is dealing with when rocks cry out, as well as the book yeah. that I was reading, Circular Thought, which compares, quote-unquote, African stories with Native stories and the priests of the panther or the pantera, okay, right. you find commonalities and similarities there where, quote-unquote, Jesus was known as Yahshua ben Pantera, okay? They said that he was a priest of the panther clan, you know, uh, of that particular secret society. So That's right. Yeah. That's right, that's right. The the because on this side, ancient, ancient motif in regards to our higher selves, in regards to our priesthood, warrior class, and how those two combine, you know. So the Panther thing is deep. And like the brother said, it transcends quote unquote black nationalism because it was here prior to that. But if we were only embrace our existence on this side as well and dig a little bit deeper, like Horace Butler um, commissioned us to do, you know, when he dropped the information, I asked him, and what am I supposed to do with this? He said, go and find your story. He said, follow this and find out where you fit. The next year we was on our way to Mexico, to the pyramids, okay? And, and you know, I know that we opened the portal, and we're returning to those pyramids as well. Now that we have this information, like I said earlier in the show, the show will also serve as an eye-opener to reinforce the need and necessity to go a little bit further. There's hidden That's right. There's something in for you, but you've got to be willing to go a little bit further. Now, the connection between Interstellar and Black Panther is this. Like I said, Matthew McConaughey's November 2nd, and, and Black Panther comes out November 3rd, but three years later. Interstellar is all about um, creating that clarity, flipping that realm, that dimension. So, because, you know, you don't see with your eyes. Your eyes just let light in. Your brain converts, you know, that light into an image that you can recognize. The most, uh, right now, the highest frequency that we're u- utilizing in our perception when we're, when we're watching anything is 1080 HP, right? HD. Now, when we're doing 1080, 1080 is three cycles of 360 or three years. So by us, by them making the announcement now, what they're saying is they're creating a clarity. They're creating that 1080. That 1080 is being created because that that definitely is a a far off reach for the announcements. You know what I'm saying that they're making right now. You know, so I'm gonna um, I'm gonna end on 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 this note here. You know, before we let these calls yeah, in and stuff. Um, I know the hands is up, but you know we we're on our road on the way to the Infinity War. You know what I'm saying? And in, in the Infinity War, we're dealing with Thanos and Thanos having the Infinity Gauntlet. And the Infinity Gauntlet is a glove, a golden glove that has on it uh, six gemstones. Every Marvel movie that uh, we've watched so far has been about a uh 
a particular gemstone, whether you're looking at Thor the Dark World with the ether, you're talking about Avengers with the cube, you're talking about Guardians of the Galaxy with the orb, each one of these had a different gemstone. These gemstones represent soul, time, space, mind, reality, power. Now, if that's not a reminder of six things that you need to have at the front of your consciousness every moment you wake up to the time you go to bed. I'm going to say this again. We're talking about soul or the sulfur, the soul within inside your body, making sure that you are staying true to that flame that was given to you, right? Time, not getting caught up in somebody else's establishment of time, but the, the, the subjective time that you experience the time of nature, the time that, that, that you're able to slow down or speed up based upon your perception. We're talking about space, utilizing the, the, the space that's around you to the best of your abilities, you know, not getting caught up, not feeling like you're getting closed in, but recognizing that you're on a planet hurtling 660,000 miles per second, I mean per hour, every moment that passes by, we is rolling through this thing. Your mind Mind has to be clear. You have to know exactly what you want to do. You cannot allow everybody to place distractions on your mind because if they do, then what they're going to do is utilize your soul, your time, your space, so that your mind can then bring into reality power for them. And that's who Thanos represents. So what you going to do about those six gemstones? Are you going to six gemstones that represents different aspects of your being and utilize them for yourself? Or are you going to let Thanos put them shits on that glove and fuck you up? Pardon my French, but I'm just saying. So um, with that being said, uh, brothers and sisters out there, I hope that you were able to walk away, um, you know, with some information. Tonight is just pretty much a primer um, on what's going to be coming, you know, when I head up there to New York and I, and I lay down, um, when I lay down this information, uh, I really do hope that the people come out and support me, uh, because I got a lot, I got a lot to give tonight was just, you know, this is just on the radio, you know, me, me and my brother doing our thing, but the, the, the pres, the, the visual presentation um, is just so far beyond because then you're able to see what I'm talking about. I'm able to show you how all this stuff connects and how it's relevant. And when you walk away, man, you're just gonna be you're gonna be charged. Like Blue said, when he was done with Equalize, you might you might walk 20 miles when you leave from the presentation because you're gonna need that time. You're gonna be so inspired to put everything together that you're just gonna go on that walk. And um, and I just like to say thank you. No doubt. No doubt. Brother Rad, you have anything to add on before we go to these callers? Just want to say powerful, 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 powerful. I can't wait for the visual presentation. And, um, you know, once again, KT does what he does, man. You know what I'm saying? He dissects. And uh, I, I really uh looking forward to hear what these people got to say, though, the family, the callers. So let's get right to them. Yes, indeed. Family, we're going to go to the line. 
Any questions, comments, or concerns, please press one at this time, and we will bring you into the build. All right, in due form. So, of course, let me keep this thing all the way tall in the Scorpio realm. This is Scorp season. Let me go to caller from the 410-595. Peace. Peace, Lord. I want to say before it even happens, I ain't going to be able to spit nothing because my phone is about to die. It's beeping like crazy right now. So I'm peace sorry. to everybody. KT killed it. I, you know, I, I, I wanted to get in there, but, you know, some Lord, the phone about to hang up at any moment. So, you know, I just want to say peace. Man, I appreciate you even being present, brother. I yeah. appreciate you being yeah, here, Lord. man. Yeah, Lord, you know, I um, uh, you killed me with the uh, with how you broke down the Marvel comic view on it, man. I, I was looking for the movie yesterday. Right. You know? Yeah, and you came to mind, and then today they just, you know, leave it on my page. I know right where to find you at. So, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, Lord. You know, I don't even want to get into anything because my phone is sitting up there chirping like a parakeet, Billy. Hey, on the Hollywood Decoded, man, message me your number again because I got a couple clients for you, bro. I I got you. You know, I'm going to get in touch with you tonight, hopefully. Yes, yes, do that. Yeah, you know, I lost your number, man, uh, when I lost my other phone. So, you know, I'm going to get that red or blue tonight and get it. Yeah, 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 do that. Please do that. Yeah. All right. All right. Yo, happy belated, my brother. Salute to you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Happy belated birthday. Yeah, bringing it in. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, I'm 49 years running young now. There we go. That's right. Everywhere we go. I feel like Benjamin Button, so, all right? (laughs) All right. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Hey. Getting younger by the day. There it is. There it is. All right, Lord. Peace, Lord. Get to the next caller, man, because I know I'm gone. Indeed. Yes, indeed, family. All right. Now is the time. Again, press 1 if you want any questions, comments, or concerns to be heard. We will open up your line. Let me go to caller from the 864-864-384. Caller. Peace. Caller from the A six four area code. They jump and rope. Peace. Hello. Hello. Caller from the A six four three eight four. Caller, peace. Hello. Greetings, peace, bro. A peace, peace. Oh. So I didn't mean to press one, but uh, <laughs> but, but, but I guess while I'm, I guess while I'm just while I'm on here, I sue I, uh, I guess I can I guess I can ask um, uh, you know, is it interesting about the Black Panther? Cause he's my favorite character. Uh, what I guess the simple thing I guess is what do you see the movie representing once it come out? Um. What do you, what do I think is going to represent? Yeah. 
Yes, I, I, I personally feel it's going to be a, a direct reflection of, of our inner, inner struggle as, as a people um, when it comes out. You know what I'm saying? Because I mean, it's one, it's one person, but he's gonna, he represents a nation. And whatever he's going through, you know, we're going to have to pay attention because it's definitely going to hit close to home with whatever he's going through. And how he overcomes it is is going to be a code. Like I said, it, we, we can't get caught up in the director, producer, uh, the distributors, and all that type of stuff. we got to understand that, you know, it's a message coming from a higher power. And by it being by it coming through the Black Panther, like it's it's so like straight to the point. You know, we just need to pay attention to the uh, to the storyline. But it's definitely going to have something with him avenging his father, um, because you you listen to Claire Kilter, and just like our forefathers have been murdered, lynched, and 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 thrown under the bus, you know, we have to avenge our forefathers and recognize our ancestors ancestors again. That's the only way we're going to be able to establish that connection. All right, all right, appreciate it, appreciate it. And yeah, y'all called it months ago on that Captain um Winter Soldier segment. <laughs> That's what's up, man. I appreciate that. I uh, appreciate right, appreciate y'all be good. Thank you, brother. Peace. Peace. Yes indeed. Sister Alicia, are you still on the phone? I got the line open here. I am. Can you hear me? Absolutely, yes, I can. I'm here, beloved. Now, now, now see, I went and told you that the brother was going to build a bridge, you know what I'm saying, all the way to uh to Mexico and, and make this trip relevant to this show. So now we're going kidding? down there with all this renewed energy. You know, we're calling on the, the ancestors of the Wakanda when we get down there. Yes. We're going to put our own mega helmets on, you know what I'm saying, and actually... uh. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the whole lecture has been intensified just with this new level of information that we receive. So, oh yeah, I mean, and I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you right now how much more relevant it, it becomes because I, I didn't even get into the etymology of Chadwick Bosman. Chad, mm. um, mm-hmm. Chadwick, Wick, Wick. <laughs> this thing is is crazy. Chad means um, large body of water. Ah, okay. Because okay. because the country of Chad in Africa is actually named after Lake Chad, and and the word Chad came from the indigenous people, and it means large embodiment of water. Okay. Oh. Yeah, Bosman is actually a title, and it's it's connected like to the Hin the Hindi, where all the scribes and the dignitaries, um, the higher adepts within their society, um, have the last name Bosman. Mm, okay. Um, and then Boz itself, B B O S E, deals with um an uh, it's like a verb, it's an action in which uh, somebody is applying large amounts of pressure to the ground because there's to to find catacombs um that that lie underneath the ground. So symbolically, it represents um using vibration to find out what lies beneath. Wow. I love that. Wow. So that's that's his name. <laughs> so if Got that it. don't represent your 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 cruise, you know what I'm saying, you let me know. And right, wow. and the unearthing of, of of you know, they buried those heads underground and, and you know, 
And, I, I mean, I see the clear connections. Like I said, I understand how everything just started materializing. And, um, you know, the theme has been very heavy in my life since then. I've learned so much more about the Chi people, who they call the Omec. So even when we go back, you know, the education, you know, the level of information that we're going to be able to disseminate is just going to be on another level. So one more time, I do want you to share your information with the family just in case anybody tuned in late. Absolutely. If you were not on the call earlier, you have indeed missed the treat. I encourage you to definitely do the playback. We are sharing about the 1,000 Women and Warriors in White Cruise. It is going to be absolutely amazing. It is a seven-day cruise on board the Royal Caribbean Freedom of the Sea. Red Pill and Blue Pill will be speaking. This will also be their 40th birthday party, so it is going to be off the charts. Queen of Four will be um, on the cruise. She is going to be doing our ancestor ritual in Haiti, so that is going to be absolutely amazing. Um, many of the women that are going through the 52-week Sacred Woman journey, I am one of the instructors, and they will be uh, graduating while we're in Haiti as well. So it's beautiful that we're doing an ancestor ritual on Haiti because we are giving um, homage not only to those ancestors that passed recently, but to those in 1802 who shut it down, who, who um Shoulders we continue to stand on. Every time you decide to become a revolutionary, you are standing on their shoulders. So whether you're a revolutionary by deciding that you're not going to continue to put poisonous toxins in your body, right now at my uh, at Hedda Shepsu, which is my center, we are doing the um, Rashaki, um retreat this weekend. So I have 14 women here who are dedicated to detoxifying their bodies and learning how to become non-toxic healers. And they are here under the instructions of uh, Mukajar Nia Yah. It is going to be absolutely bananas. So we're going to Jamaica, we're going to Haiti, we're going to Mexico, and we're going to Grand Cayman. We're doing rituals while we're there. We are aligning ourselves so that we become excellent. Dr. Gabriel um, Hernandez-L who has been on the show several times, will be speaking on the Moorish origins of the Spanish language. As that brother broke that thing down to me, I was sitting there like, stop playing. And then he took me back to some of Bobby's old stuff. And I was like, oh, wow, he's been saying mm. it years. I just wasn't in a position to hear it. Because you can hear lectures at the wrong time and not be able to receive it and sometimes even speak foolishly against information. One of my early teachers always told me, if you don't understand something and you don't have enough information to refute it, take it and put it on a shelf. Because there will be a time when you come into the maturity where you are able to either concretely refute it or you're able to fully receive it or to tweak it so that you've got the best information. So I am so extremely grateful. (laughs) So, yeah, I have grown tremendously. I am so grateful even for this show because you all open us up and continue to make us uh, shift our paradigm. You can have a paradigm shift as a people, but then individually you are responsible for your own paradigm shift. And so when you don't place yourself in a position to shift, 
then what you do is you end up retarding yourself. So if some old man, you retarded. Yeah, actually, you are. So it ends up retarding everything in your life when you don't come into alignment. So thank you all for continuing to have the show. Thank you all for continuing to be steadfast for us to know that every Tuesday night, every Friday night, you're going to be there so that we can continue to grow because you continue to challenge much of the teaching that we have just accepted. Because when you hear wrong information repeated many, many times, oftentimes we accept it to be true. And so that makes us truly unlearned because all you become is a regurgitator of the same wrong information over and over and over again, steady to show thyself approved. Yeah. So all of that is about the 404-401-7448 is the contact information right now. If you are a listener on Know the Ledge Radio, it's only $25 down. Your deposit is only $25 for the cruise. The women that are going through the 52-week Sacred Woman in the Making pro- uh, program, they will actually be having their all-white graduation. We're going to have an all-white beach party. So you'll be able to be in your bikinis. Come on out. This is the time to tighten your body. When we do our rituals, we're going to have our whites on. We have one night. It's going to be the captain's formal night where we will all be in white. They got tuxes on the suit on the, on the ship. So if brothers want to come through deck down in a white tux, shut it down, baby. Shut it down because they need to see <laughs> black royalty and see us in our excellence. They are not used to seeing it. So when they finally see brothers that are not walking around sagging, but brothers that are together right. and sisters that are together, they don't know Black what to Panthers do. Black Panthers in all white. Yellow. You understand all me? White. All That's white. Right. They don't know what to do with that. <laughs> Who does that? One thousand. Yeah, it's going down. Who knows anybody? So our, our big 1,000 women and warriors. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be a white tie affair, y'all. What? You bring oh. your bow ties out. You know, yes, you could do the yes, uh, purple label. Whatever oh. it is that you do, just make sure it gets done because, uh, you know, we're going to show up. And um, that boat is going to grow wings. That's going to be the solar disc. So you already know. We caught in the way last time. I still tell you, last time that we went to Mexico oh. and we came back, they found Atlantis when we passed over. Yeah. Two days yeah. after that, they found Atlantis. So you already yeah. know when we go to Haiti and we got all that oh. sacred energy with us, those sisters Banana. are just going to be holding Banana. their meditation and, and just cultivating that energy. You understand me? And the brothers are going to come forward in their regal selves. You know, and mm, we're going mm, to mm. definitely concentrate some divine mm. energy on the high seas, getting this water energy moving. And what we're doing right now is important because this is creating the portal in the cycle yeah. for next cycle this year. So this is very important. It's very imperative that, you know, everything that's taking place at this particular moment takes place. So I have another hand up in the call queue. Let me go and get this caller real quick. You are definitely welcome to remain as you are, caller from the three one five three nine five three one five caller. Peace. Peace, peace. Peace, greetings, brother. Welcome. Peace, peace. Yes, uh, you can you hear me? Yes, yes, I can. Yeah, this is Ross Simeon. Peace, peace. Peace. 
I had a um, question for um, the host because um, he's dropping a lot of information. And I wanted to know, because he definitely has a gift, but I want to know when did he notice that he had a gift to interpret, you know, these different signs and symbols within the media, you know, or whatever. Okay. Um, well, when I was yet, when I when I came up, you know, uh, my father, um, he was kind of raw with me when I came up. My dad, a uh, powerful uh, Pan Africanist and, and and poet um, in Harlem. When I was coming up with him, he was just real. Hello. Oh, I'm sorry. Peace. Hello. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I thought I heard. Okay. Um, you know, he would sit me down often and and tell and tell me the truth. He would give me books. And uh, he'd break a lot of things down to me, you know, at a very young age. So there was a lot that I was just aware of when I was young. My grandmother uh, used to take me to the movies. That was kind of something that we that we did together. Um, that's how I really got introduced to movies was through her. She would take me once a week. Um, as I got older, you know, I, I really got, like, infatuated with film. I just love the fact of, you know, being able to jump dimensions and everything like that. And then I would you, start you noticing. Huh? You was working in the theater for how many years? Oh, yeah, yeah. See, that came later, though. That came. I didn't get there yet. Okay. You know, and I started, oh, I started like, re- really enjoying the films. And then I started noticing, you know, little things. But I, I wouldn't really talk about it. I wouldn't really say nothing. It would just be in my mind. Um, and then, like my my brother just mentioned, um, eventually, you know, when I was in school, I got on the work program and I got a gig at a movie theater. I started working at the theater, so I was able to see movies for free and screenings early and stuff like that. And at the same time, um, you know, while I'm while I'm learning things from my dad, you know, learning things from my mom and and things like that. My brothers started dropping, you know, books on me and things like that. And just, you know, little tid, you know how big brothers do. They don't tell you everything, but they give you little gems to see if you're going to bite. <laughs> it wasn't until 2001, two weeks before the towers fell, I went up to New York to visit them and they popped Phil Valentine in and Valentine was just spazzing. And then he went into this whole set where he was talking about the X-Men. Now, I came up reading lots of comics. So when he started talking about the X-Men and he broke them down, it, like, my brain, like, exploded. I was never the same again. I remember going to sleep that night and having all these wild dreams. And when I woke up, I was never the same. And every time I went to go see a film from that point on, like all those little things that I was like ignoring, or I wasn't really paying attention to. They started coming to the front, and then it just got more and more refined, more and more sharp, um, until I got to like V for Vendetta. And when I got the V for Vendetta, when that came out, Black Thought had asked me to write something on it on this um, on this uh, this website he had. So I did that, and I did Superman Returns, and when I did the both of those, I think Blue read him, and he was like, yo, you, you wildin'. So then after that, I started watching more and more movies, and we build, and I would just take it somewhere, and then he was like, look, this, this is now when the radio show was here. He was like, you got to come on and do this, you know, and let people know how you be getting it in. 
And, um, yeah, it started about almost four years ago on the radio show. And, um, you know, it just, it just gets more and more refined. But it's, like he says, quantum entanglement where um, it's more along the lines of what I'm doing. It's like, I'm, you know, they got the, they got the test in quantum mechanics where when they fire an electron, if it's being recorded, it affects the electron because it's being observed. So it's the same thing with these movies when we watch them, as we observe it based upon where our conscious is at and what we're projecting on that screen because we're light too now, and everything we look at we beam That's with right. light. As we beam in this light on this screen, we're affecting it. We're affecting it. And, and from the first Iron Man, Spider-Man, Blade, all that, that's always been an intention on mine is to go in the direction of our stories being told correctly. And um, it just got to this point where now they're doing the Black Panther. And, it's, you know, it's, it's going to be real difficult for them to put their bullshit up in there you know, with how tight that that is, you know. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty much how, how it came. And I, and I don't get me wrong now. I, I do a lot of studying. <laughs> I do a lot of studying and a lot of applications. So, I you know, I get to confirm a lot of my theories. And then through my experimentations that I do dealing with other things, that helps my vision when I see things because I'm like, oh, that's what they're talking about. You know, I see all the Easter eggs. So, um, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> and one other thing that resonated when you was talking about the, the great spirit. Oh, man, that, that blew my mind. See, I, I didn't know spirit. that before myself. That's something that I, I found out after the fact and I was because I knew – I knew Jack Kirby didn't come up with that term. I was like, it got to be Swahili or something. It got to mean something powerful. I was hoping it didn't mean something like horrible, you know, that they were using the channel. But I was like, that wasn't the vibe I got. Wakanda just it just rolls off the tongue. It's dope. That's some way I would like to live. You know what I'm saying? And um, and it come to find out that it's it it represents. Unity. It's the grand unified theorem. It's the the gagut, you know, like with Professor Oyibo. It's the Shabaka Stone. It's it's the it's the Wakanda. Wow. Wakanda. Well, you think like when Garvey was saying one one aim, one God, one destiny. Yeah, you got it. It's so you got many it, brother. Would you think he was saying the great? We all got to be, you know, have that great spirit mentality. That oneness, that singularity that you were speaking about. Yeah, that's exactly what it is, and and not just Gar Garvey and 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 Noble Juali and 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 Malcolm and um and uh, Patrice Lumumba. I mean, all these entities represents uh, a resurrections of of that force of that power to because they we think because they got murdered or 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 put in that situation that they didn't succeed but it it's like a relay race you know when you see a relay race and the cat rolls around and then he passes on the baton just because he passes on the baton don't mean that he lost the race or he didn't get his job done he carried it as far as he was supposed to carry it, and then he passed it on to the next one to complete whatever the the, the you know the race is, and and that's what all these ancestors have been doing. They've been putting in the work, passing the baton, because there's a grand design. We have we we as a people we have to stop um, doubting 
um, the, the divine intelligence and know that this is all part of the grand design. And even though we're in a state now where it's karmic and it seems, you know, um, like we're in, in the worst state that we've ever been and it's not going to get better, that's not true. It's still all part of the grand design because when we do get to the state of Wakanda, like, we will appreciate it, I believe, more than we ever did in the history of our existence, which is a powerful feeling to have. Mm-hmm. Now, you talk about the the power of the black hole. So doesn't that give black power a whole different meaning? <laughs> exactly, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. I mean, when they were talking about black power, we was thinking more political-minded. But the way you breaking it down, like this is that, that was something bigger that we Yeah, the power of blackness, yes. Right. Because mm. if, you, if you take a bunch of black coal and put it under a whole lot of pressure, you get yourself a, a very priceless artifact that will come out that bad boy, multifaceted. Diamond, hardest substance on earth. You know what I mean? Or you could take that that carbon and end up creating um, um, uh, graphene. Graphene, which is one of the strongest substances known to man. They said they could put an elephant on a pencil on top of a, a sheet of paper made out of graphene and it won't puncture a hole in it. You know wow. what I'm saying? Yes. Or you could talk about the melanin that they put they were putting on the space shuttle, they put on the skyscraper windows or the glasses that you posted blue the other day, the the melanins. You know what I'm saying? Like the the power yes. of the, the black because black we have to look at all of this as, as light spectrum. The reason why the Hulk is so powerful is because he absorbed gamma rays. Gamma rays is the highest frequency of light on the spectrum that we know of. And and the funny thing about black is black absorbs all light, not just the, the Roy G. Biv of the color spectrum. It, it it absorbs gamma, it absorbs x-ray, it absorbs everything else in between. Wow. Um, and and to have and to have cells in our body that's able to take carbon and copper, combine it and produce this substance so that we're able to take in the photons of the plasmic sun I mean, you know, that that's that's amazing. You know what I'm saying? So yes, black power. I mean, literally because Blue posted it the other day. I talked about it last year with human photosynthesis. They've been creating um um LED lights. They've been powering LED lights from melanin. They got they got yeah. melanin batteries. You know what I'm wow. saying? So literally melanin glasses that block out the like blue light. Time, yeah. Like Con Edison, like 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 uh, Georgia, what is it called? The Southern Company, Georgia Power. We get literally black power. <laughs> wow! You know, literal black power. And another question, brother: Do you know anything about black noise? Black noise? Yes. No, fill me in, brother. You know, like in that movie um, with Jodie Foster, Contact, right? Contact, yes. And they was dealing with the SETI program, right? Right. And they was trying to, to, to see if they could find coherent information in the universe. Right. 
So like Morse code and stuff like that, that's a form of black noise. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. You notice in I the got movie you. when they heard that, 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 that they almost lost their mind, right? Uh-huh. Because black noise, they say, is the highest form of intelligence in the universe. <laughs> it's called hearing right. information. That's now, it. And it's funny. You right? Say that again. You heard a white noise, right? Yeah, I know, because that, that's what was playing when nobody believed her, when she was like, yo, I was gone for like eight hours or something. They was like, nah, you fell right through you fell right through the net into the water. You never went nowhere. And then they mm. ended up, the only reason why they was able to find out that something happened because there was like, uh, it was like 18 minutes of white noise that got recorded in that split second. It was something like that. So right. that white noise was how they figured out that she was telling the truth. You see? Uh-huh. The white noise that they seen was incoherent information, so they didn't know what was going on with her. That's it. Just like in between the TV channels, it's the same thing. Right. That's when there's right. no signal, they call it white noise. But right. actually when the image come up, that's a form of black noise because it's a certain type of information that creates signs, symbols, and images, you see? Right. If you're saying that it's just a component of the black noise. Right. Yeah, I feel you. And it's funny that you're bringing up contact because the people who wrote that story and that was behind the science of that movie are the people that are doing Interstellar. Yeah, wasn't it Carl Sagan? Yeah, Carl. It was Carl, Carl Sagan, Kip Thorne, and and some late and a lady. I forget her name. I didn't. I didn't take their names down. But it's the same team. Wow. Yeah, so, so it's funny you brought black contact up. <laughs> black is truly beautiful. Yeah, man. Yes, indeed. Yes, it is. Absolutely. Yes, it is, Splendid. Yes, sir. Well, um, it was a, 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 a privilege asking you these questions, brother, you know, and um, I'm going to let you continue on, you know, and not sit back and listen. Yes, indeed. I appreciate Yes, indeed. That's where the brother has some of his material. We're going to make uh, more than likely one of these presentations that he does in New York will be virtual, if not all of them. So definitely tune into the program or check the networks out. We're going to keep you posted. You know, like yeah, I said, this, like he said, this is a three-year, it's a three-year campaign. So oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. To we come doing, to your doing, city, to your town. Doing shot we'll town, Cali. <laughs> Well, know, by this time, yeah, we'll, we'll have a virtual screen. You know, they got these, they got these digital projectors now on the market. I'm going to a, um, a digital, uh, what's that called? Um, expo next week. We went to the the camera photography expo yesterday. Got all the information with the drones, uh, the drones. acrylic posters, like the illish shit. But they got digital virtual um, projectors where we can project like 500-foot screens and shit like that. So, you know what I'm saying? We probably going to get on the road and just come to your town and just set up, you know, in in, in, in the field somewhere and just see these babies, man, like open their pineals and just give them that level of imagination where they're going to come up with what we need for the future. If I learn nothing else, you know, about 
that that um that forum that we attended today at the United Nations is that uh the babies, you know, the babies are our future. And there's nobody that's really at the seat pulling and delegating for them. You know, right in the blue pillar and, and you know, um you know, Queen Mother and, and everybody that she represents with the New Future Foundation, they're pulling, but, you know, they're in the U.N. talking about the youth, but there's no youth represented there. You know what I'm saying? There's old people That's talking it. about, you know, the youthful reality. We got to hear from the youth. I want to present the youth with possibilities. I want to present the youth with a whole new understanding, understanding, understanding of who they are. Just like when I was a youth, somebody did it for me. You feel me? And I will forever be in debt. So I just want to build the the vehicle and the edifice to return that favor. You know, I love what I see in these children. Like the brother said, I don't see conflict and confusion. I see the fact that they were let down. They had a beautiful future ahead of them. You know what I'm saying? And people complicitly screwed that up by dropping the ball, by getting into other things that were you know, not them. You know what I'm saying? We were focused right. on, can I, add on? I was there. I could speak on it. Yeah. Can I add on that of course, of course you can it goes it goes back to what we've been saying and I'm gonna say it even more resoundingly now. Only from experience, family, not because I'm acting like I know more. It's it's what I've been shown. It's what the great ancestors have shown us. Collectively, because we could say, yo, we need we need donations and send us some donations to ki- but it's bigger than that at the end of the day. We need our network to come together because we need support. We need resources. One of the main things that they were talking about throughout the whole conference today was the fact that these the, they, they were talking about new cities, family. They were talking about the building of new cities. They were giving us the yeah. stats and everything about, and I'm talking about third world, not, oh, yeah. not, not the ghetto, not the blueprint of the new cities about they're building around the world. This, yes, this was okay. the world city organization. Cities. And we're talking about technology, but we have to demonstrate right now. You cannot sit at the back of the bus in 2014 and think that somebody's going to pay attention to you. We're not asking for we, – we, we can't come in there with our hands out. We need grant writers. We need proposal writers. We, we said it, KTL Empowerment at Gmail. We put it out there. I think we got, like, two replies. Shout out to those two people that replied. We need grant writers. We need proposal writers. And we need resources. We need brothers and sisters with laptops and cameras so we could get really on our media campaign. We need brothers and sisters that are willing to do the work. To, to. Like real talk, this is me and this brother doing what we do, but we're, we're we're representing everybody on the line. We're representing. It doesn't matter what organization that you're in. It doesn't matter about what your affiliation or what God you believe in. We represent it. We represent everybody when we walk right. into the UN or when we walk into these expos and whatnot, and we sit in front of these delegates. And I'm I'm letting you know from my personal, they are waiting for you. They are waiting for you, the students, and also the teachers. That when they when they hear the eloquence and when they hear the ideas that you have, they are more than what you know. What the brother told us yesterday at the business expo, every he be asked a, a question about, you know, where's the money at, and what are y'all gonna do to help, and what and, and other questions of that nature. He said, brother, 
by you just standing up and asking the question. I asked them, how can I get the mark on 125? This was the person that was sitting up there who could make a phone call and pull some strings to put us in it in, in to get the mark. But the city owns it. But, he, he, you know, we talked after the whole thing. But he said the answer is inside of you, brother. Just the fact that you stood up and asked that question, do everything within your power to, to get to that answer. There are elders out here who are, who, are, who are looking for people to pass it down to. We'll have another 20- and 30-year cycle of brothers talking about who the bully is and complaining and crying because you were not at the meetings. You were not at the conferences, and the boule was, and they were the ones who they passed the baton to. You got to step in front and, and knock that brother out the way like, nah, I got this. Sit down. And they will sit down. They're not going to tell you what's not, not going to happen. They're not going to mail it to you wherever you at. They're not going to inbox you. They're not, not. going to put it under so, a tree. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You got to be, <laughs> you got to be in it exactly. to win it. And what I'm saying is that if you can't make it, then help those that are in the building, all right? Like, you don't understand the the, the level of eyesight that's on us now at this point. It, it's a gift and a curse because it they're is. like, oh, you know, yeah, it, it's, you know, the little the little people ain't inside of that building. That's a whole other ballpark inside of that building. So now they're looking at us like, okay, you know, let's see what you do. You feel me? Yeah, they take your card and Google people, you huh? right there. So, you know, this is not a game. Like, this is literally what we call putting it on the line because some real things can happen. Why? Because when we open our mouths, those people respond to us. They come running afterwards, and they want to know, who are you? What do you do? What do you represent? How can I get in contact? How can I help? Okay? Yeah, how can I get some jewelry? You got them, you got, yeah, you got the real alphabet boys standing in the cut looking and observing and taking note. Like, all right. So there's a time clock. It's already been pushed. What are you going to do? You know what I'm saying? You're just going to stand and and, and wait to see what happens or you're going to participate. So the way we stand is we're doing this as a network. Yeah, we don't have an operational budget. We're doing all of this on our own with the power of the ancestors. We're moving into an office in Brooklyn the first of the month. We already got furniture and things like that. All I'm saying is, family, get behind us. Do what's right. You know, and take a look around the community and, and support those that are making moves and doing things, stuff that you can visually see, not what you hear. Okay? Remember that. And don't blame me or don't come back running to me when somebody got you because you, you, you ran, you, you caught the okie doke. That's not on yeah, me. It looked good on Facebook. Pay attention to what you can hear. I mean, what you see and what people are physically doing. And then you, you come up you with feel. the fact that... Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, get yourself tips. a pendulum. I've been told you this. Learn I Ching. Pitch some pennies. Like, really find out. Go to the ancestors. Do it today of because all days. Do it to tomorrow. This is, hold on, the gates are down. Like, this is not the, the day when people just dress right. up and look crazy. This is the day when the ancestors are crossing over into this dimension. Make sure that you burn some incense. Make sure that you set a candle out. Set a glass of water out. You know what I'm saying? Say your ashes. Write the names down of your ancestors. Remember, the, 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 the land of the remembrance. That's where your ancestors dwell. Those that you remember, the land of the forgotten, or the ones that no longer exist in this realm because you've forgotten them. Keep your ancestors Go alive. Go see the movie Book okay? of Life. 
Go see, yeah, yeah, go see the movie speaking. Book of Life, the yeah. animated movie. It speaks everything about this weekend so you yeah. understand what's we going even, on. If, yeah, you, you don't even need to decode it on that if you go and see that movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's it's going to decode itself. It unfolds itself. So go that. see the Book of Life. Take your children to see the Book of Life. Real talk. You know what I'm saying? Speak to your ancestors. Find out who's really about that work. Stop going off of what you think based on how things look. You know what I'm saying? Trust your feelings. And then go one step further and consult with your ancestors. You know what I'm saying? That's my advice on that. There's no ego over Mm -hmm. here. There's none of that. There's just two brothers telling you, family, we need assistance and what it is that we're doing because it's not on us. We're not there trying to broker the the Phil and Paul show or the Red and Blue show. No. We here representing 55 55 million displaced Africans. (laughs) Facts. And that's facts. And they're telling us that if if we push hard, we got this. So that's all we're saying. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.